1991, Caballero Pools and Spas has been dedicated to creating an outdoor living space that will provide endless hours of fun and entertainment for your entire family. They specialize in offering excellent service and delivering top quality craftsmanship at a reasonable price. They will transform your yard into something unique and distinctive, a customized masterpiece that reflects your individual preferences. Their experience will ensure that your new backyard is something you will be proud of for years to come. Whether it's a minor project or a large master plan, Caballero Pools and Spas will help you get there. Check them out at cabpools.com or reach them at mark at cabpools.com or call 714-309-2890. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave. Neon Wave is an internationally local shop, a concierge to the modern nomad. They bring together carefully chosen surf, fashion, art, and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best, technicality, creativity, and sustainability. Their team is born from nature, raised by the wave, and nurtured by the culture they support. This is Neon Wave. We look forward to moving forward. Check them out at thisisneonwave.com. Earth Pack, customized eco-friendly retail and e-com packaging since 1989. In a time of increasing environmental awareness, Earth Pack is an advanced supplier of affordable recycled packaging for businesses of all sizes. EarthPack provides custom products and services and continues promoting sustainability while fulfilling the individual packaging needs of eco-friendly retailers nationwide. Check them out at earthpack.com. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. <laughs> Our guest this week, world-class Surf photographer that has traveled the globe extensively, capturing iconic surfers, skaters, and musicians in their elements, resulting in more than 40 magazine covers worldwide. Fuck. Really? We have to do a fact check. That's a lot. I have to do an audit. That's a lot. He'll swim like hell to get the barrel shot. He takes amazing portraits and has a great eye for incredible and unique landscape action shots, which he's got stuff going on. We'll pull some up. Which is why he's not just a major, or wait, sorry. Which is why he's not just in major print magazines, but his images are also in the most influential brands in the industry, like Volcom, Etnies, O'Neill, Quicksilver, Vans, and many others. He's currently golfs a lot, we heard. <laughs> he's a lover of dogs, and he started his own pet service company called Pup Division. <laughs> We are excited to hear what our friend has to say and what he's been up to. Mr. Tom, Pup Division, <laughs> Carrie, to yeah! the show. Welcome, bro. Thanks for having me. Dude, Dude we, what a trip from being a surf photographer to a dog, a professional dog walker. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny because I talked about it when I was still at Volcom with one of my coworkers. I was like, we're blowing it, dude. We, we should be walking dogs. We can, <laughs> let's start a business, you know? And we were kind of joking around, me and Jack Morrissey, Mike Morrissey's brother. And, uh, you know, and then once kind of surf media fizzled out, I was like, all right, I got to reinvent myself. And I was like, shit, there's a little niche here. I need. I think I could fill in Seal Beach where I grew up. And uh, startup costs were pretty low and, like, sold my truck out of van and just, like, there's an app that runs everything and just went for it yeah it's pretty crazy and uh built your american dream yeah i'm stoked that's insane 
I mean, we love entrepreneurship. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, yeah, we're a different breed of people where you, you know, you've been pretty much your own business since day one, like starting your own photography business. Like, yeah, you're a hustler from yeah. day one. Yeah. Even though you like work for some of the brands, like you're an independent contractor and like you're not required to go in the office. Like, so it, it still felt like you, you ran your own business in, yeah. in a yeah. sense, you know, and then you work for the magazines. But yeah, you, you're kind of your own brand. And we'll, we'll get into all that because, you know, there's so much to learn, right? When you're starting your own thing, you, you don't realize that you're starting your own business, but that's what you're doing. Right? Yeah, especially when you're 19, 20 years old and you have no idea what you're doing. You know, <laughs> I was a baby when I started. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's get. How, how do I go on a killer surf trip? Yeah. Let's you know? start. Like, <laughs> let's start where you found surfing. I think it just with my brothers, um, my brother Tim, and then my brother-in-law Rob Colby. Um, Colby's your brother-in-law. Yeah. Okay. Brother-in-law, so he was, you know, a good surfer growing up, and uh, we great surfer. Yeah. yeah. So we. We looked up to him, and then we'd always get all those hand-me-downs and stuff. And uh, so we were surfing, and we we're know, talking Seal Beach. Seal Beach, yeah. yeah. You know, I was just groveling at Seal Beach with my friends, but we had like a good little posse of kids that um, ended up being good surfers. You know, like Taylor Evans and John Wickwire, Chaz's little brother, and uh, Ben Knight. Like, you know, those guys end up being sponsored surfers. And yeah, Ben um, Knight is the Flying Squirrel. Ben, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he does. And Troy Tecklenburg. Well, yeah, then he evolved yeah. in all of those guys, yeah. But in the beginning, it was just um, our little crew. Like, I think I, you know, Ben picked up one of my mom's cameras. You know, it was like an old film camera that she would shoot our sports with, with like a 200 millimeter. And I'd walk out on the sea see well, I was like 12 years old. And I'd, So right when you started surfing, you picked up the camera? I, I was surfing before that, you know. Okay. I think I, you know, you start surfing when you're like eight or something like that. So, um, do you remember was, your first board? I remember my first board. I think it was like a moose. Remember moose? Yeah. Dude, what a bad name. For shitty, <laughs> shitty boards. Terrible. <laughs> Worst name ever for a surf brand. It's like, I ride this hog. The guy, do you remember I the guy? I never met him. I don't know where I got I the board I think from, I've but. met the guy or seen the guy. And he's just a big burly dude. Oh, that makes sense. That yeah. Was his, that was probably his nickname. Yeah. He was, a, he, he was kind of tall. And he had like you know almost like fro curly hair, and he had a beard. He he, <laughs> he was the moose. <laughs> he's funny, dude. Like, oh, but those boards were terrible. It wasn't a good know? board, but it was like perfect for a beginner. You know, and you're just riding a slop and seal, and then. Are you uh, pure or down at the warm water? I was, no, I was north side of yeah. start, you know, and then once you kind of figured out that oh, big south, the river gets good, you know, we're out there, but somehow I never. Got stung by a stingray at Seal Beach. Dude, I might be the only person. Holy crap, man! I've been stung. That was the first time I ever got stung. But yeah, I, I mean, right, right is, Yeah, you better knock on wood and get shuffle, shuffle over there. Jeez. I know it's crazy. Did, did you see though that Kook of the Day posted that that the shuffle doesn't really work? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I just learned that. Too. I, I I learned that when the ISA was in town like two years ago or whatever. They were told, you mm-hmm. know, hey, like there was a lot of people getting hit and they're like yeah shuffle your feet and then like a bunch of people got hit (laughs) so then like they started going out like jabbing the nose of their board like in front of their feet like you know that's what i'm gonna do yeah so you would just kind of stab the sand like in the water until you got deep enough to where you could jump on it (laughs) but that's great tip from jlar yeah yeah anyways but that get a walking stick or something just like well that's yeah (laughs) (laughs) no they're so bad there i've seen video of like them dredging 
like first street seal beach and uh for like environmental studies they're like all right let's see how many stingrays and it was like a net of fish but it was all stingrays like yeah. thousands and thousands of yeah. them they're like oh my god we kind of underestimated how many are out here because it's so warm and from the runoff and yeah you yeah. can't tell them they're there yeah. until they move they're like let's blend in yeah. gnarly it's funny they, the, all, it, that place is so dirty i mean we would get so sick as kids yeah like the runoff dude oh. i used to surf there i never got sick i don't just know why ear infections and sore throats oh. but i feel yeah. like now i never get sick i think yeah. it's, i think I, that's why i had to you don't surf there anymore yeah <laughs> i had two but, sinus surgeries from surfing dirty water my whole life yeah, yeah. gnarly I'll People tell you my, that day that I got zapped, first day ever, I'm pushing my, my daughters in the, on a boogie board and oblivious to, like, Ray Bed, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I knew about it, but I didn't think it never happened to me all my years. Oh, yeah. So I'm, like, out there and then zap, I get stung. And it, I, like, walked <laughs> out of the water, and as soon as I, like, touched the sand, it, it just the the pain yeah. was agonizing. Oh, you'll see grown man cry for Dude, sure. I pretty much was crying. Yeah. And it was crazy because I got taken to Doesn't take much, but yeah. The lifeguard station. <laughs> it makes a grown man cry. Lifeguard <laughs> station. And dude, all these tents, right? It's summertime. Uh-huh. And it was so funny. There was like fifteen people. Oh, that's all with they do, their right? Feet in the bucket. Yeah. And this one poor guy, dude. Okay, one one kid had <laughs> two buckets, both feet, right? Oh, you got and then this other, <laughs> this dad, he wasn't even in the water. He was like playing with his kid and like fell down and put his hand on the shoreline and got zapped in the shoreline oh. on his hand. Oh, his they'll hand. go in like millimeters of water. Like you think they're <laughs> where do they in... get all the hot water though? Like the lifeguards. Oh, they have buckets. They have like those like Insta packets or something oh that like yeah. boil it in the bag. Thank Jesus God though that, that you know, it's only happened to me twice. But oh my gosh, dude! Yeah, excruciating. Knock on wood. Yeah, yeah. you're lucky. That's bring fun. those great. Bring bring back the the little baby whites. They're <laughs> yeah, chowing, they're on, chowing them. on them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly what they're doing. So Seal Beach, surfing. Who's your Who's your Rat Pack with? Like who Who are the guys you surf with? So it was, it was Taylor, Evans, John Wickwire, Terry Junkins. And you're those, all around the were, same age. and Yeah, I mean, I feel like once we really got into it, like those guys were super into it, like doing the NSSAs and stuff. And I never did that. I was playing other sports. But, you know, I love surfing probably more than all the other sports or whatever. But that was their main focus. And and so they were getting good at surfing. And, and then through their NSSAs, they were like, you know, we'd have, like, Brian Conley come and stay at, like, Taylor's house. And, you know, we, like, lived at each other's house back then in the 80s and stuff. You're, like, you're never home, you know. Yeah, you're, like, yeah. Spending a night at your buddy's house. So, like, him, like, John Robertson would come. Um, so we were always, like, in this, those same circles. And, you know, I don't know how, but, like, just one time I, I was like, oh, he's got, these guys are here. I'm going to pick up my mom's camera or something like that. And, uh, how rad. So like 12 years old. Or, you know what, you know what it was? I think I borrowed a friend's camera at first. This, uh, this kid, Matt Thielen. And, uh, I think they were a little wealthier. So they had, they had a really camera. nice, like autofocus, one of the very first autofocus cameras. And I walked out on the seawall with a little 300 millimeter and like, you know, you're getting wet a little bit. The camera wasn't. And I was just getting rad shots. Every, you know, everyone can go right. And the old yeah. pier bowl, and right in the pier, so you're getting some cool photos. I was like, "Oh, this is fun," you know. Ran down to like, um, was it digital by photo. then? No, this is oh, okay. Oh, so you're close. Yeah, so this is like brand new autofocus systems just came out. Where, you know? where was that? This is at Seal, you know. And 
so you'd like run down to one hour photo you get the stuff and like scrounge up like six bucks to get your stuff developed and then uh you're like oh fuck these aren't half bad you know like yeah and um everything was auto so you a dummy kind of could do it you know but from then i was like hooked like it was instant yeah and then my mom had a camera and then i would take that around and uh and then i would like once you got into high school i'd start like borrowing like longer lenses from like the photo department and like take these like 600 millimeter mirror lenses which are like supposed to be on a tripod and like made for like nature you know like you can't shoot fast action stuff but i would somehow get on the pier in huntington and like you you would probably be surfing and Nichols and those guys and like i don't know how i'd pull focus and i steal some slide you, film you found was, the, the distance at work yeah, like, like I, and just left it i think i got lucky you know as, as a kid and i was like all right there's there's some cool stuff and i started to learn about slide film and all the apertures and f-stops and the shutter speeds and all that film through, speeds. through school yeah through school because they have photo classes in yeah. high school right and i would just take handfuls of all the black and white film and we'd be developing our own surf photos and stuff it's cool um so it was super organic like the way it all started um did then, you did like that first like role you developed where you just like blown away on the action shot or the colors like what would like suck you in you know what i mean like just the photo itself i think you're like the stoke everyone was getting so so you're feeding off the guys that yeah like Like, to get a surf photo like you know how it was back then like a surf magazine was like the biggest thing ever you know like if you got a shot like in wave action or something as a little grom you were so stoked right you're like i made it you know remember that the like NSSA guides and then just all those little ground profiles they do yeah, like yeah. Swagels would be down there shooting everyone Performers, so, yeah. like I remember like those kids like coming home with like after surfing lowers and like getting photos made by Swagels you know and like yeah. I was like whoa this is so cool and they were all stoked and I was like I want to do this you know like, yeah. so even that, at a really young age it's crazy that first role you developed I think I still have it yeah so who was who was in your session who was that and who, like what shot or who who was the shot who's the surfer that you're like damn I'm, yeah. I'm pretty good at this or i can get good at this oh you know i i think it was like T- taylor evans and terry junkins because they're regular photos and you know i they weren't like necessarily good photos but like you know we we're doing little turns back then and little yeah. snappy turns and um i think it was more just about the stoke you know like yeah all of us huddled around looking at the photos and like the guys being like genuinely like psyched you know and um, yeah that just like never left me i don't think you know yeah um but it's not easy when you're you know 13 years old get your hands on a camera right For sure so you just made with what you had and uh but it's, it's funny though because when you think about like you know surfing right you you want to be the surfer right yeah and you know you took to the camera and now you're the photographer it is it, it was funny i mean i think early on I, I i never had like aspirations to be anything with surfing you know i was still really in other sports so what other sports were you playing just baseball mainly and water polo um you know and i did that throughout high school and even a little bit in college um but you stead muffin over here yeah <laughs> but uh you know the photography never left like in my off time i was still yeah. shooting you guys and uh i don't know it just 
I still like had this weird passion, even though I was playing sports and like trying to like. But you knew there's a way to make some money at it, like, or were you? Yeah. Just, if that happened, it was a bonus. It wasn't really a was, job. Yeah, I think it it was more of like a hobby. You see all these kids with their water houses and everything. You know, they yeah. they just really love it. You know, they like creating. And I, I think that's just where it was then. And, um, you know, it got to one point where I think my mom got me a camera. I must have been like. 18 17 or 18 and she got me a good little camera and then colby helped me get like a water housing he was trying to but you know i had this first one made i don't know if you ever saw it, it was like a plexiglass box and it had like a 24 to 85 and i'd go out to huntington pier and like start it was actually a really good setup now that i think about it but it it was the most rudimentary housing. This looks like a box and like it would leak. And There's like, only, I remember a couple of guys that were making like. Yeah, it was like hard to find. Really hard. Yeah, water housings. They're really hard. They were really hard to find. And expensive. Uh, and expensive. Yeah, they were like 800 bucks. But that's a lot of money back then. And uh, I got one made and then that kind of started. I started getting in the water and, you know, getting little ads here and there. And then I think I got like a. It was your first published like photo. I ad? think it was a gotcha ad on the. And wave action of Taylor Evans and uh, what? Yeah, that's funny. This is a funny story, and I think they wouldn't pay me. You know, like give you product, give you some clothes. No, they 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 just like wouldn't respond, and it was like hundred and fifty bucks, maybe three hundred bucks or something. I had like my rate sheet because, you know, through Colby, he it was like he knew what the quick yeah, he was, was like, hey, I'm gonna have you talk to like Rob Keith or something, and like someone like that sent me like a rate sheet, and so I kind of knew what to go on because it's only gonna benefit them too. Like yeah. it's kind of like an How unknown. No, dude, I was like 17, 18 years old, yeah. And um, so I had that published, and like it was nothing, you know, it was, it was such a little amount of money, but they must have been kind of going out. Taylor know? Evans wrote for Gotcha, though? Yeah, briefly. Oh, yeah, I don't remember. It was real briefly. He was really young, you know, so yeah. they wouldn't pay, and I was sending the invoices, and like, I think I might have finally got a hold of someone. And finally, my dad's like, fuck this. I'm going to fucking call this guy. And he's like, can be scary. You know, I'm like, Kirkshank. It's called Kirkshank. <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> and he got like counts payable or someone on the phone. And a check was Where's there Michael? the next day, dude. Not joking. <laughs> check showed up at the house the next day after he got on the phone, like left some messages. That's awesome. I was like, oh, thanks. He was pissed, you know? Like, yeah. Cause, and they like, at first, it's funny because my parents were like, what are you doing? You know, like. And then they saw into it. I was, and then, you know, we finally got like a 400 millimeter lens. So you upgraded to that, and then a few photos here and there were like getting published. But I felt so limited even at that age with the equipment. And I went to them, you know, after a couple of years of just shooting Huntington and go down Salt Creek here and there, whatever. Um, and I was like, hey, I need to. I want to take out a loan. Like I want to get a bunch of good equipment. And uh, I think I might have borrowed like 10 grand, which was a lot back then, you know, Dude. you're 18 years old, you know, going to your yeah. parents and going, hey, can I borrow 10 grand? This is the only money I've ever borrowed from. And I'm all pay you back in like a year or two. And then I got that gear and was down at Huntington, like shooting all you guys like every day, like every single day. And then I paid it back in like six months. That's it. It was crazy. That's incredible. And there was no, there's no like, shooting back then. Take, go back because the that progression, you know what I mean? Like. You're a surfer, so you know the timing and, you know, you watch your friends, you know how they surf, mm -hmm. you watch these guys and you're like, the best the best timing or, you know what I mean? And, and like you're talking about apertures and all that. How your first shot was in um, wave, wave action, action yeah. and before you borrowed that 10,000, 
like how many more like what was that progression did you get another shot in the mag yeah i think i had like had some like ambiguous ads and stuff like that it was pretty funny um and how are you getting these ads like just I just like photos or? was down at the pier every day and I would just meet everyone, you know, next thing I meet like Jesse Evans, I meet like Brandon Tipton and the Turners and stuff. And like, you know, in that two or three years when I started to have a little bit of gear, like I was selling ads, I would sell like a rusty ad because there's so many magazines. Remember, there was yeah. like five star surf. We got a cover. And uh, <laughs> and then there was wave action and there was another one that was. Um, God, there was another one. There was like Beach Happy, right? And then yeah. there was and then there's the big mags, which you know we hadn't got into there yet. And the industry is blowing up and they blowing all the, they all yeah. they want to use the same ad in all the mags, <clears throat> so they'd have to use like different yeah. athletes, like you, you said that kind of maybe the amateurs are lower yeah. lower and you're working with regional mags pretty much. Wave yeah. action was kind of I, yeah, all at over that point, but, yeah, it was, it was regional, but you know, once in a while something would slip into a into a bigger magazine, you know. And, it just literally blossomed where you're like just meeting everyone. I mean, it's such a big crew. How many good surfers were in Huntington then? Yeah. It's like you, the Turners, Tippy, Jesse Evans, Mike yeah, Nichols and Wyatt. Nichols and, Mike. and like, yeah. And then it, like Troy Teckenberg and those guys. And like, it was just crazy. And no one was shooting. Like, Matty Thomas was the only guy. And then he like moved to France. Yeah. Brule would show up every once in a yeah. while. And then so it I had it all to like, myself. Yeah. I had it all to myself. There was no one. What Brule a trip. was the only guy. And he, yeah, like you said, he was like seldomly there, and like he wasn't very young, you know. So it's like, and then Moyer would be there every once in a while. Yeah, and they, he was even kind of like, but they'd be like more Newport, and you know, yeah. and Flame would had, you know, uh, like, you know, Salt Creek locked. Yeah, exactly. but other guys would show up. I mean, it was, yeah, you, you know, you didn't want to go somewhere where you didn't, you know, feel like you weren't yeah. a part of the crew. Like he just came in, and there was no competition, and he had a lot of talent. Yeah, there was no shortage of talent, you know. You go out any day at the pier, and there'd be like guys ripping, and the sun's always out here in the afternoons at least. And I'd swim in anything. Like every day, I would be in the water swimming. And so you you decided to be water shots more, or I think you just enjoyed you, it, right? Like you you wanted to be in the water. You didn't want to be like standing on the beach. But honey, it's kind of like more like a a well rounded like you know yeah like because there's definitely not. A lot of water photographers, right? No, and you'd, if the current was raging, you'd be on the pier for sure, you know? Yeah. So. No, but it's like if you, you know, like, yeah, you want to be a, a, a great photographer. There's great land photographers. There's great water. But if mm-hmm. you're like, you know, he's a water pole player, strong, young, yeah, might as well. Yeah. And I Just think, the cost. I think, yeah. And I think that's what kind of separated me. Like all those guys that were ended up, you know, being really good surfers and they were coming up so quick that... They're like, this guy's getting in the water. He's like, he's young like us. Like, he's hungry, you know. And it's just, it's pretty organic. I don't yeah. Know. Um, it's cool because you're saying how, you know, Brandon Tipton and um, Taylor and these young guys. kind of There's so many. Like you said, if you but look. They're, they're not the most high profile. They're a little bit underground. But they were at that age, you know. Like, to me, they were like, you know, NSA national champs, you know. Like, a yeah. lot of them, like, Troy was a That's U.S. Right. champ. Micah was an NSA champ. Yeah. Um, God, and then you had like Misto guys like Matty Cameron coming around who were yeah. just blow your mind. You're like, that guy's the best server I've ever seen. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, that's shit you do. So he was gifted. Yeah. Um, so, Did like, there's another guy I was doing. Ads? Yeah, I shot a bunch of Planet Earths. Like, but uh, that's what I wanted to bring you know, up. So, too, Desi, like, who just passed away, like, oh, that guy, man. like, you would buy a bunch of stuff. Like, so I had all these crazy, you know, organic relationships, but. 
it's funny. I, I, there was also like a period, I forgot about this, where um, I was delivering surfboards for my brother-in-law's computer shaping company. And I'd like go up the spider and like, he's like, oh, I got a delivery. And I have all my shots from the pier. Like, I'm like oh, Brian Lindsay? My... Brian Lindsay was the other partner. And okay. Col- Colby was, was the other partner. Okay. Got so it. I'd take my slides and I'd put them in the van. I'd drop these surfboards off and I'd be like, meet it with Ruby. Remember Ruby? Yeah. I mean, you know, Ruby. And then there was another guy, Donaldson, who ended up doing like, I don't know if it was like 411 or he, he did some kind of video projects too. He moved on to, but like, I bring in all my slides and like, go check these out. And then the next thing you know, I like, build a relationship with them and like yeah. sell them a couple photos and like I do that to all the shapers it was funny because they were actually buying ads as well and all these regional mags it was crazy yeah. and then you'd meet their you, writers delivering boards delivering Blakes? boards yeah I think I, I went to Baja with Spider I was like not even old enough to drink or anything you know I'm like they took their crew and they brought me down and like shot all their guys down there and then with Dennis Jarvis no Dennis wasn't there it was Ruby and, and Donaldson oh, okay. the, the guys that were kind of I never would see Dennis in there very often, but, or if he was, he was shaping, you know? Um, and then that same thing happened with, like, Ambiguous with Joe Bard and stuff. Joe was, like, running the team. How funny. And it was, like, Tippy, like, somehow, and Ben and I were riding for them, and Daddy Hine, Dustin Hine, and, like, went to Baja with those guys, and it was, like, the craziest, loosest bunch of dudes I've ever met lighting each other on fire and just <laughs> going crazy in Rosarito and, like, shooting photos for them, and they would buy a couple ads, and, like, it was nuts. Like, yeah. I'm like, what am I doing? This is crazy. That's, that's an incredible way to network. It just was really but it, funny. I didn't do but it. But it wasn't, it, yeah, really networking. Yeah. Just, it was. Organic. Photos and, yeah, organic. Having fun and, like, yeah. with the crew. And yeah. then also. Well, your brother-in-law has a, a CNC <laughs> uh-huh. board you like the one milling the first one, machine. Yeah. And you're an aspiring, you know, yeah. photographer. And, you know, it, it just happens to be that. You know, you're a photographer yeah. and a, you know, delivery guy. And you're like, hey, by the way, it's, check it's, out my photos. And, and you're a good photographer. I think sometimes they thought I was, I was so young that they were like, this guy's full of shit. Yeah. Like, I remember one time I went into TNC and it was Scott Waring was there. He's working there. And I'm like, hey, I got a really good photo of your son. He's like, yeah, sure. You know, and, and like, <laughs> I'm like, you want to see it? And he's like, yeah. So I brought it in and he's like, holy shit, that's a really good photo. And they ended up using it that went in like Transworld or, or maybe surfing. I, I, dude, it's hard to remember, but they ended up buying that and like paying good money back then for yeah. it, you know? And like, and then I, so there's another relationship you have. So that now you have all these people you know, and anytime you get any of their riders, you just send them stuff. And they knew that, like, oh, he's cool. He's, he's young. He's easy to work with. He's not going to try and like screw us over. I was flexible a little bit. I tried to stick to my guns, but like people would be like, you want a board? And I was like, shit, I could use a board, you know? Like, yeah. yeah, of course, dude. That's part of the industry. It's still a $450 barter. board back yeah. then or something, you know? So it's the, you know, the surf industry is a barter system. Yeah. <laughs> but that's something, you know, works in their benefit and you're both getting something out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And like, sometimes you just got to like pay your dues a little bit. And like, I wasn't like undercutting the industry or anything even back then, but I, it turned into these relationships with the servers where like we want to work with this guy you know like he's cool he's easy to travel with he's like works hard so i mean that just happened left and right and uh you know then during that flurry of i don't know when was that like 2004 to like eight god how much money is flying around the industry you know and so and three magazines out there you can make some money yeah yeah well it's funny <laughs> that you were just saying, saying about working with photographers and, and jay Late night, Larson. <laughs> uh, you had your guys that you worked with all the time, oh, right? 
I was a whore. I'm Balls sure true with anybody. Kenworthy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just depends on the time of year and where you're going. Like, yeah, winter time, I go, yeah go shoot with Balzer a lot up in South Bay and mm-hmm. Flame down in Creek and you know Rob Keith and you know other guys. You're like Diego, the next generation photographer down. Yeah, yeah, his career. We did do a couple, one or two trips. I don't know Indo or or We're Costa Rica. Indo, but, Costa Rica, but, El Salvador. But, yeah, in El Salvador. Holy shit! Yeah, we got to <laughs> talk about that. But that was like. You know, kind of my tail end, and you were just kind of getting kickstarted. Yeah. You know, so yeah. we didn't really go on that many trips, but we yeah. had a couple of fun ones for sure. Yeah. So but like, that's all influential, you know, like just being able to like go on trips with Jay or whatever, you know, then guys would see that and they're like, oh shit, like if he's going on trips with Jay, like obviously like you're good enough to, yeah. <laughs> to shoot photos with, you know? Yeah. Because like, there's no Instagram, there's no way to like get your name out there unless you're like getting published really, right? So, yeah, I mean, you're definitely trying to work the ads angles Mm -hmm. and you're trying to work the, you know, magazine editorial angle. Yeah. You know, so that's, you know, what photo goes to who usually goes to the ad because they pay more than the mag or, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Because when you said, um, you know, you you start working with certain surfers, certain surfer, like surfers sometimes coordinate an editorial Mm -hmm. or team managers Right, mm-hmm. create an or- editorial trip, and then you get to get included in those trips, right? Yeah, it seemed like a lot of those team managers in the beginning, you know, just doing little, I guess, like mainly surfboard brands, you know, because they had have such a cool group of dudes, you know, like that were pretty eclectic and with different clothing brands and all that stuff. So those things were fun. Like, yeah. Do you remember your first like paid? Surf I don't, trip. I, that definitely wasn't getting like a day rate. <laughs> That's for sure. You yeah. Know? I was like, you want to come along? I'm like, yeah. And then they buy a couple photos. I think maybe like the ambiguous one or spider one was probably my first. And they're both to Baja. And it was like just mellow, you know, like as far as we're just going down there, we rented a house and like that was it. You know, you'd surf some crappy little waves or whatever. But I don't know. The bar wasn't that high yet for surf photography, you know? So guy could like chuck his fins out or do like a little flyaway air and it would get published you know yeah Yeah. that's sick but you know talk about how like important the equipment is like you said you got this camera setups and you know you were speaking of it earlier about like you know faster the more photos the speed you know the, the you know the better chances of getting a good photo you know so that getting that next bump of equipment well yeah because like game changer yeah because slide film like if you you had to shoot on slide film right so Back then it was like Velvia, that's 50 speed, and you needed a fast lens to like stop action, and you needed like your shit to be on a tripod, and I mean, just <laughs> having the good equipment made it so much easier. I mean, trying to stop action with some of the crappy stuff wasn't easy, you know, like you need to have some blurry shots, or I don't know, it just, it just made the, life. Just the lenses, I mean, yeah. it gives, yeah. gives you more verse versa, uh, versatility like you yeah. know on distance and where you could shoot same thing with the water camera yeah. like yeah it all adds up like so at does. 17 you, you said I, hey i'm gonna i think i had like a water housing and some lenses by then you know but um i think maybe when i was like 18 or 19 that was like i took out a big loan and said hey i'm, I'm going for this um and did you know just watch another or talking to other photographers on what to get because i mean it seems like a little bit technology Kind changes of so changes. I was, like, so I was like reading trade mags like crazy, like all the photography. Well, the rumor magazines. has it you're kind of like a camera like tech nerd. 
yeah, I mean, you you have to be a little bit to stay up stay up on the game, you know. But um, I didn't know what I was doing that much, you know. Yeah. Like to be honest, like just trial by error. I mean, for, yeah. for real, there's those older guys like they they weren't like forth giving a lot. Like they weren't like, hey, here's the secret, here's what you do, blah blah blah. Like I never had those conversations mm. with any of the older old guard, you know. Like never did. Yeah. And, like I wasn't in the surfing magazine talking with Flame and any of that. Um, like until I was a little bit older and I got in with Transworld, I never had those discussions, you know. And then were you taking notes? Like you just knew what settings you. Yeah, I knew. Kind of- I knew a, can- a lens. Like let's open that lens thing up all the way, let the most light in, and like I knew that after a while you could push your fifty speed to hundred, and like that was about it. Like, yeah. and then you your camera, you like, God, you're shooting like five frames a second in the beginning, and then you got one that got up to eight, and it's like the biggest deal in the world. You're like. Fuck, I've made it. You know, I got I got a motor drive on this camera. That's pretty funny. And you got to make sure you're in golden hour. Yeah, I mean. You just reminded me of a story that Kenworthy uh, told us how um, he took some photos and took it to... Transworld? Yeah, T-Sherms. Uh-huh. And Sherms like, oh, yeah, you know, these are cool. You know, like, didn't really give him an honest opinion. And then he's like, man, these shots are good. Like, you gave know? him a like, sliver of hope, like, they're decent because he didn't, you know. Might get published, yeah. right? Yeah. And all along he thought, okay, it's going to be out this month. Oh, it's going to be next month. And he's like, yeah. finally, fuck, I'm going to take this surfer, you know? And then this guy who is, you know, the editor, point blank, just said, dude, these suck. Oh, no way. Pretty much. Kozai? Who was it? I, it wasn't Kozad. It was Kozad? some Japanese Somebody. name. Yeah. Uh, Kozai. Mark Kozai? Mark Kozai, maybe. Yeah. That's yeah. what I said. Okay. I well, there's, said. A, there's a Kozad and there's a Kozai. Kozai, yeah. I think. Kozai, Kozai. yeah. Oh, there's a blast from the past. Anyways, yeah. But yeah, he pretty much blatantly just told him outright, like, dude, these shots are out of foot. Like, gave him tips, though. Yeah. That made him a better Like, this is horseshit, pretty much, which is what you need to hear if, instead of being misled, like, you know, and it's so subtle and, you know, and a trained eye yeah. like, you know hey there's yeah it's just not right yeah these aren't worthy <laughs> to publish <laughs> i never got that Can talk, really worthy. i probably should have you know? yeah. <laughs> but but you know that's that just takes time to kind of fine-tune the craft right yeah so when you made the investment and got the film did you see a return real quickly because you said you paid yeah your parents the, re- back the return was crazy and i think like instantly we're like well we got equipment like summer's here like let's go to indo you know Um, is that what happened i think so i think i think i wasn't even 21 yet i must have been like 19 or 20 because it was i just remember the airports being so loose back then like for uh 2001 and uh god we were just fucking crazy (laughs) watching (laughs) i have some stories uh what what was your first like you did the baja trips and now you're kind of established and like what was did you go to hawaii next i think my first trip was costa rica um and we went like in this like december or january or something like that i went for like two weeks and the waves were pretty bad and like god we had like eight of us dude it was crazy huge posse and um the waves just never got over chest high the whole time down in Hako area or whatever, Hermosa. And I just was going, God, I've seen all these photos of this place going off. I heard it never got flat. And it was just like flat. so small, yeah. But we grinded. Super strong offshore. Yeah, and we grinded and we got we got some photos here and there, but I don't remember anything like special from that. Um, and then it was like, all right, we need to go to Indo, you know. Yeah. And, and then all the boys were all sold on that, you know. 
um, we'd go over there for like a month. I'd go spend like two weeks at Lakey Peak and like, God, it was just, then you were, you were making, making some money and getting some stuff published. And who, who were you with? Like, I think I was with the Turners, or? at least Ryan and like Brandon. Is this ben, what he was doing? Second thoughts? No, this was before that. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, so early on. Early on, yeah. And uh, <laughs> those guys are crazy. I remember getting in like Jakarta Airport and like we'd be drinking so much on the airplane and like I think Brandon tipped in like went in the stewardess's like sleeping area and just like took Passed a nap out. during the thing and like took a nap and like the pilot had to come and wake him up and like <laughs> these guys were loose, dude. We yeah. were crazy. I'm not supposed <laughs> to be back here. Oh, I couldn't find my seat. You'd just be yelling, you'd just be going, Tiger, Tiger, you want a Tiger beer? <laughs> in sleep <laughs> oh we were crazy and then like we'd land Jakarta I remember like Ryan on the freaking um, the belt for the baggage belt or whatever he lay down and he passed out and the thing started moving he went all the way outside and came back in and they were like, freaking out <laughs> and we're like it's alright he never right. woke up <laughs> no like he was just kind of in a little daze and he went out all the way out and came back in and like they were kind of freaking out, and you just we we're just like Jedi mind trick the end of it. You're like, it's okay, like no big deal. And they're like, okay, <laughs> you say so. <laughs> if you don't make a big stink about it, you just go with the flow. You're like, yeah. yeah, whatever. What are you gonna do? Can you imagine doing that on an airplane now? You'd be on like the New York Post or something like. Oh yeah. All over well, that and all the social media, like just everything gets blown out of proportion. Yeah. I'm glad that wasn't around back then. Oh, okay. that's funny. Jesus. So, go. You know, I hate to. Go back to the ten thousand dollar loan, but that's pretty. That's a, a big chunk of change. Yeah, and you know, like you were saying before, like a photo is one hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, right? I think you start. We started like selling now to like some not so many regional magazines. You're getting your stuff selling to like Planet Earth and those types of things, or some of the surfboard brands, and they would pay more if it went in like the bigger circulated mag. So paying all that stuff back wasn't wasn't very hard. Um, and then you're starting to get published like editorially a little bit and like surfer and um and you were out of high school by then yeah i think i i think i had just like were you going to college or yeah i was going to junior college at golden west and i was playing water polo i played one year and like i just was like you know i'm i'm done i want to pursue this you know and the coaches were like what are you crazy you know and i was like nah um <laughs> your workouts see. suck it's You'll just see. too gnarly <laughs> But all that like hard money, yeah. all that hard work I did like in high school and college, um, playing water polo, I think was like what instilled like my work ethic. Work ethic. I yeah. like was waking up at five a.m. to go swim and then work practicing again for three hours after school, and that went on for like three or four years. You know, like you, that's crazy, dude. Yeah, yeah. crazy. So all that hard but it's work. It's such good off. training mentally, physically, and giving yourself discipline yeah right? you, you didn't know it at the time you know but it just like i don't know you just you're grinding you know so yeah it just stays with you you're at that age where it gets embedded in you i guess ingrained in you what were you going to school for like like a career job like i was in mind to... just well keep your parents off your back a little bit yeah <laughs> like it's just like what what i thought you had to do you know so i went to Golden West and like was taking all the photo classes there mm -hmm. and I started learning more and using their dark rooms and like even developing like color stuff in there and there's cool teachers and um you know I'd even like print some of the surf stuff in there and then uh you just get your like general education from junior college and then I went to Long Beach State and uh by then I think I was already on staff with Transworld and 
um, it was hard. You're like, okay, we've got spring break coming up. Like I got like probably like two weeks right there. I can go to do, do a trip and then here comes summer, three months where we're going back to Indo. Um, so it was just like working around school schedule, which was tough, you know? Yeah. Um, did you graduate from? No. <laughs> I had one more semester and I went back and tried to like talk to the, the dean or whatever, whoever the chair of journalism department and, uh, they just like never called me back. I went in there. I was just like, "Fuck you guys!" Then. You know, like <laughs> it's never too late. Yeah. Oh, I think now those credits are gone, but no, you can still get them. Really? My wife just finished. She went back to school. I don't have any yeah. desire to to, to be <laughs> honest, but I don't want to be that old guy in class. Yeah. Like, um, so tell tell us about like so you're you're going to school. What if if you were gonna complete it? What career path were you gonna take? I was majoring in journalism, and like. You can have like people from the newspapers come and talk, and they're like, "Okay, so what do you guys make?" And they're like, 20 grand working for this magazine." I was like, "Fuck that, dude!" Like, yeah, they're working for a newspaper. I'm like, "I'm never gonna do that." That's um, gnarly. I mean, even then, that was not a lot of money. Um, <laughs> like, I make that over spring break later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so that kind of turned me off to like going down that route, and then I don't know. Is I'm it just, a crazy like? The stuff that people go to college for and get a degree, it turns out it's not the, you know, life course they really want, right? Yeah. But it took them so long to do it, and then you're stuck in that field, and here you are, and dude, if, if that's what happens for people, it's a bummer, but you know. At least they did it, right? Yeah. But like you, you know, you're you're there. You, you're hearing these people tell you potentially what you're gonna do, and yeah. you're like, "Well, shit!" Like, I'm uh, loving what I do, yeah, and I'm making way more. I was probably like making more than a professor there, like <laughs> at one point. Um, but what it did do was like all the creative writing classes I took. I was like minoring in English and creative writing, and like I learned a lot from that. I actually took a lot out of that, and I just became a better writer and I'd write little things for happy magazine throughout all the years. And just, I enjoyed writing, you know, I think if I actually like pursued that, I could have been a lot better at it and like been more of a, a journalist, you know, yeah. and like write stuff. But tell so, us about so what was the first like trip where you wrote and had photos? Did you do one of those? Oh man. Cause that goes hand in hand with like the job kind of, yeah. you know, but it's cool. I mean, when... they're always asking you for like all the, Captions behind the scenes, yeah, snippets. you know. But I think it was probably something in Beach Happy or whatever where we'd write some stupid story, and you know. But there, they didn't give a shit. They're just like, get a thousand words on paper, like get it in. Here's the deadline, you know. Yeah, they're pumping out magazines every month. And was that your first magazine uh, job? No, or... I, th I that's probably the first time I like had something written published. Okay. You know, but um, <laughs> it's pretty loose over there too. You know. Yeah. So. <laughs> Who was it? Zeldo and uh, I th no. At that point, it was um, Alibaba. It was still that. Alibaba. Yeah. yeah. And then one of my friends ended up taking it over. A couple of my buddies, and um, I ended up working with them forever. You know, yeah. like, and it was just it a was good a great little, publication. Yeah, it was a good little paycheck here and there, and like, I don't know, you like gave bird, stuff bird, first to the birdcage liner. What, what yeah, was America's, like, America's favorite liner. favorite birdcage liner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like that, that's funny shit, you yeah. know. Like, it's, do you remember some of the shit they had in there? It was like was it was like the ten gayest dudes in, in surfing. Like, it was it was like you could not do that stuff now. It no. was like it was awesome. 
it was fucked it was up, funny like funny. yeah those guys know? were hilarious and they, people would get pissed yeah like, it, it's like they did not it's like if you had yeah. the frog house guys like running running you know yeah. like, they're just it's like, like lost frog house yeah. yeah banter and humor and it's needed don't care you know? yeah especially in the watered down wsl world that we live exactly. in now i mean stab does a great job and they have some some you know edgier content but they're still pretty you know yeah polished. yeah i mean they're not vanilla but they're close to vanilla you, stab's the best you can't for, piss for off sure. your advertisers that yeah. much right but somehow beach happy could do it yeah i don't know how that's freaking funny. and they lasted for fucking ever long time yeah and then it because I mean, what was it before beach then, happy it was it and then it changed to bliss or happy and then it changed to bliss Oh, okay. that's it right. was beach happy, then happy, then bliss. Yeah, Got but same. Yeah, same formula, same yeah. people. Yeah, well, yeah. That was it. That was a good run for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's when you know we had you know ASR and people had money and you mm-hmm. know it was just yeah yeah <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> right the good old days of so partying as funny. a photographer right like what's your you know how what's your mindset of like you're, you're developing the, the, I guess, network, right? Mm-hmm. And thinking, okay, do I do, you're freelancing, right? Mm-hmm. Are you, and you're working with surfers and then selling it to their uh, sponsors. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's that next step of like, okay. Well, that know. happened like organically too. So I don't know if you're on this trip, but we went down to Costa Rica and like Punker Pat was on the trip. And we were in Hermosa again, and like I remember, I swam out with fisheye, and it was like big Hermosa, like big clothes on that trip. And um, I got like was a, it a Volcom trip then? No, it was just we were just group guys. Yeah, we were um, staying with Kyle Garson, so he ended up, you know, he was riding for Volcom, I think, at that time too. And then uh, Pat Tarzi, and then I forget who else was on that one. And Pat like packed a huge clothes out, and like I fucking somehow got it. And it ended up being like a spread and a big issue of Surfer, which was a big deal back yeah. then, you know? And a big rash guard logoed out, and it was like a pretty cool photo. Um, all chocolatey, you know? Like, pretty rad. So, got that, and then, you know, next thing I know, I'm like in Volcom and talking to those guys, and they're like, hey, we got like a East Coast tour coming up, coming up. like, you should come with us. And like, I'm like, yeah, that sounds fucking great. Like, go in the motorhome and like go party and like crustaceous tour it was just like this tour with like all their bands and surfers and we just do a promotional tour like from florida to fucking rhode island you know yeah. like it was and crazy. they just wanted you to document like yeah. you know hey just shoot shoot everything and we'll use it yeah or maybe not and i think vulcan was such a media marketing machine machine i mean that was at its, at its peak too you know and yeah it's just crazy so not next you know i have my foot in the door there and then um, started meeting th- those guys and then I think you know eventually I got on retainer with them and um, I don't know I think I left Transworld at that point once, like, once I got on there but the Transworld thing like happened you know I guess when I was like 20, 21 where I was like a senior photographer and like really young and I think I was getting paid like 150 bucks a month and a little bit of travel and then free film and developing but the film and developing thing was huge because that shit was expensive it was yeah five bucks even back then for a roll of Velvia or whatever and then like six bucks to develop it so you know I was shooting a lot so that crap could add up <clears throat> you're not getting paid what you should be but you're getting rewards yeah, on the yeah. other and end like you cost. can make money off and of, it's not a big side. risk to them right they get yeah. to use your photos Fair for free basically you know and before that I think I was getting my slides developed at Costco and like going there 
pack them all in one freaking pack and like pay for one instead of paying for ten. Like <laughs> pretty bad. I think I might have stolen a few. And uh, and seven then, years ago, this was a long time ago. Yeah, statue uh, limitations. Yeah, we're okay. <laughs> so actually, now you're going to a good lab, and they set up an account for me at that lab, and so like they didn't even ever check it or whatever. And you go down to Transworld, and Sherman would give you a couple bricks of Elvia, and you're like, hell yeah, dude, I fucking made it, you know. That was a big deal. And for a kid, like, you're so stoked just to be part of something, and the magazine's brand new. Yeah. And, like, that's, it was cool. Yeah. You're in a good role. Yeah. And they just had, like, creative people in there because the skate guys were in the same building, you know? So, next thing you know, <clears throat> next thing you know, they're like, hey, like, check out these flash photos. Like, let's, let's start getting the flash, like, going in surf photography, you know? And then uh, that turned into a whole other thing, you know? Um, I think we did a camera mount meaning do you remember that yeah that thing was ghetto i think we duct taped it to the front of the board i, I don't know we had like some bolts i think it kind of pulled through yeah. on one wipeout and then we started taping and we got a good shot yeah and we it got was a shot ran yeah yeah that was pretty funny i remember that tell me you're the one that shot the silver surfer no not that dang it no not hold on you guys we gotta take this call uh-oh we got a guest caller in sorry it's live right now hold on a second uh, Seiko. What's up? What's up, brother? You're on the Late Night with Chalky podcast with Tom Carey and Late Night. Oh. What's up, bro? Hey, sorry for your loss, buddy. Yeah, yeah. We were just, uh, before we started, we talked about McCalla Jones and how you guys were good friends and, you know, our condolences. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, we're all yeah, hurting. So so sudden and such a such a freak accident. Yeah, like, crazy. Still, process, still processing it for sure. Yeah, but um, what's up, buddy? I just had a question for you. It's probably something uh, to talk about off those. Off the okay. Podcast, but <laughs> well, hey, um, <laughs> give me a call when you guys are done and have a have a have a good podcast. Right, okay, buddy. brother. Love you. you. All right, love you too. Bye. Mate. Sorry about that. Sickle. We had to take that. Most take that call. Yeah. I mean, he was... Yeah, it's just been funky. So, I don't know. We got sidetracked there. Yeah. No worries. Um, where, where Costa Rica. Oh, yeah. Board cam. Board cam. I had Ron Barvish. It was like... Dude, he was such a legend down in Oceanside and Carlsbad. And he, like... would make these really good fiberglass uh, custom housings. But we made one for you. And I think I had a remote control car receiver and mm. stand on the beach and then that thing if it hit you you were fucked yeah and uh we had like fcs mount i think in the front and then they ripped through it. i think we duct taped it i don't yeah i just no, remember when i duct taped it it was board. so heavy and the board and you was, got a good shot the board we yeah we made the board just you know test it how small can we get it like you know because mm-hmm. you need a decent size board <laughs> not to for the angle it's for the weight and like how to stand because you have to it would just pearl if you know it was dangerous <laughs> it was a heavy camera then heavy 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 fiberglass with like like a metal like mount going around it and then like the wires coming out for the remote but it works really good like it would fire off from freaking a mile away this remote control cart <laughs> receivers are pretty good but you're pulling it to close out barrels and it was it's like, intricate the guy, yeah. what the guy built but yeah he'd pull in a little barrel in costa rica and it was blue and like get a red like drawing on the board i still remember it yeah and it shoots vertically so it like makes the wave look all bigger and it was sick it ran um 
And then I had a couple shots ran with that thing, but it was dangerous. Like, yeah, if you if that thing came back to hit you in the head, you're going down. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. It's just another, another, yeah, did another, we get the shot? Yeah, and I think we 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 only I only caught like a few waves. Yeah, like I think it just ripped out at that point. And yeah, like, okay, hopefully you got it. We did. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we got it. I'll I'll, I'll pull it. I have the photo somewhere. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I have it somewhere too. I think. Um, it's just crazy. You lug that thing around on trips. Like, God, it's fucking. How much yeah. Equipment well, you know, that's what you know. We're both taking risks. You're always trying to get something, do something mm-hmm. different, and it's worth you know, going for it. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Whatever. It's so, good. you were working for Transworld, Transworld first. at that time. Yeah. And you um, said you were get, only getting 150 bucks a month. I kid you not. I think in the very beginning it was 150, and then it got moved up to like 300. And I was like, all right, woo. And then, you but know, you just, were freelancing. So I was like on retainer with them. I was actually like a senior photographer, and I was like, I think probably 20 years old. It's hard to remember all that. Um, but making a little bit of money, but probably free th- film, film and, and all that which is the expensive yeah, part yeah. and then which is probably like a thousand something bucks a month going oh yeah, yeah easily so that helps um and then you now you're that. just like you can say like i'm a i work for Transworld, you know yeah so like it was a big deal you know um and everyone got during that time there was like this middle class like the the hard-working middle class surfer you know that were, was getting like we talked about this five a lot or, on the podcast five or not. six sponsors you know and all add up and next thing you know you're making 30 to 60 grand a year or something like surfing there was a lot of guys like that and like they were good surfers and that all vanished later yeah that's another story but um you know it was like but these yeah all rippers these were like the best of the best in the region or their town or like you know and it, it it definitely pushed the needle for like those local shops and having that influence and we mm-hmm. talk about how it's yeah it's so one-sided mm-hmm. you know right now it is i mean it, i think when i don't know if you want to go in this but i swear when like nike came around it like pushed all those guys out and because they had to start paying their top guys more and then they're like all right we'll, we'll get rid of all the middle road middle of the road surfers and we'll keep the groms and the the top guys and we'll pay them more and the groms don't get paid anything anyway so that whole middle class just got wiped out i feel yeah. like and then like shoes, like your audios and your etnies and all that, DVS, they're like getting pushed off shelves and all that. And you're like, well, there it went, you know? And then just for the Nike to back out of the out of the surf industry like a couple of years later. And creating the vacuum. Yeah. And then it's like it's never rebounding. Yeah. I mean it's America though. That's just like you see that Great. with everything, you know? Yeah. Um, power of I mean, yeah. Takeover. It's yeah. You watch the the stab um That's how surfers paid. get paid. I didn't watch it, but you you got it. You got to watch it. It's pretty so amazing. But it's crazy how the, uh, what you just said, like who, who uh, is the uh, main sponsor, right? Mm-hmm. Like in skateboarding, it's kind of stayed the same, mm-hmm. you know, like in the beginning it used to be the boards, right? Because mm-hmm. you would get, you know, royalties off the boards and then shoes were huge. Right, and then your clothing sponsor would be like whatever down yeah. the line, and then all the other accessories and surfing, mm-hmm. like you know, in in our time it was the clothing brand right first, mm-hmm. and you didn't really make money off boards mm-hmm. ever, no. right? Like um, maybe if you had a model, no, I don't think anyone made money off yeah. boards. Yeah, 
And then um, they might have got like travel fund or whatever. Yeah. Who knows? Some incentive. But, incentive. but it's clothing and then shades. The sunglasses were freaking gigantic sponsors. Yeah. And then energy drinks came in. Shoes were gigantic sponsors. Yeah. And then energy drinks. Now, yeah. so it's such a trip. Yeah, a guy could have a board if you go ahead. You know, t- if you go down your surfboard, it's like clothing, sunnies, wetsuits, shoes, energy drink, surf shop maybe on there, and then your traction accessories. Yeah. Right? Like you could have a lot of sponsors. You could have crazy. a lot of sponsors. Yeah. Yeah. But it was look, a at, look at it. It pillows or Gabriel boards right now. They're like. <laughs> I swear it wasn't that uncommon when we were like no. doing it. Yeah. it. It went from having a ton of stickers to like a couple sponsors yeah. wanting the whole board. Remember, yeah. like Quicksilver was like, we're doing shoes and sunglasses and watches. You can't do yeah. anything else. Or You're head right. to toe. Well, head to happened. toe. Yeah. And then now it's kind of come back to where, yeah. You that's know, what pisses me off about Nike. Like, it sucks because they did it in the skateboard industry too. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was, I've said this before, like when I worked at Podium, I worked there for six years, and that whole time I was there, DVS was number one, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And we happened to sponsor the skate park at Tampa, right? And the Tampa Pro, the Tampa Am, yeah. it was DVS that sponsored it for years and years and years. And then when Nike started, you know, coming up, we paid, I, I think we paid like 60 grand a year, which is a lot. Yeah. But Nike came in and did like 250 Gs. Yes, because they wanted to <laughs> appeal to like the core audience. You're like, what's more core than it's the Tampa Prime? Or yeah. Whatever, you know? So it's let's crazy. just throw a bunch of money in and then we'll, we'll be core. And like, I don't know. We'll do this just, for a couple of years and yeah. yeah. We'll Maybe we won't. After we fucked everything. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not like I'm bitter or anything, but I just felt bad for a lot of my friends that like just yeah. got pushed out, you know? Yeah. And then I, I was able to stay in and I was working for like, core brown like Volcom or whatever so just sucked because you build these relationships and some of these guys I was like best friends with and you just didn't get to see them that much anymore you know and like especially once I was working for Volcom I was like shooting their guys and it was hard to kind of go out and go on trips with other guys and it, it sucked that was like the shittiest part for me um well now it's like you look at half the guys on the qualifier that the, the whatever the, the challenger series and there's no stickers on the yeah right? a lot of them like yeah. you know like no, not even accessories or sunscreen yeah. or glasses. It's like it's like the shaper and then that the, everything. It's like wow, you can't even you know like piece together like a handful of smaller. Yeah, yeah. that you know? Callum Robson didn't have a a sponsor. Yeah, and these are those guys are like better than your kind of like regional guy. Like oh, these yeah. are like yeah. these well, are made on the CT. That's pretty fucking for sure. Huge. Uh, there's no lack of good surfers out there. I'm sure, especially from Australia and Brazil and all these places. And you're just like fuck. Is there yeah enough pie for, to go around like how big's my little sliver you know yeah so do you remember like your first cover and what mag was it because like that's yeah i mean that's like yeah yeah you know it's one thing to get full page add this and that spread but like yeah. the cover just as a surfer like fuck. Huge, of, yeah. of the big mags i i think <laughs> i wonder if the one of me and you with five star surf which is like the huntington local mag might have been like the first one but yeah if but that wasn't like was that frontside air? Frontside front yeah. air, like super tight off the pier, um, Balzer style. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, which is rad because it's funny. Like, you I'll, I'll, I'll answer your question in a second. But all those shots from the eighties and nineties of super tight, like Manhattan Pier and Huntington Pier that those guys shot, like, it was really influential on me, and I wanted right. like, 
to see all that tightness and you could see the emotion in your guys' face and everything and like that all went away too, the pulled back stuff. But yeah. the first um, cover I think was, I want to say it was Jesse Evans nice. in Costa Rica and it was like the first flash shot like that we'd, you know, we'd be, we had two flashes. We had one on camera and then we had another guy swimming. My friend Ryan Johnson I grew up with and like he was just tag along and surf and it was so funny. Um, and like that was the first one. They were like waiting like till we had something really cool to like let that cat out of the bag because they just didn't want like everyone doing it or whatever. And um, The flash? Yeah. Okay. I mean not that guys hadn't shot on camera flash but we started to get like slaves in the water strobes and, and I think um, they were smart about it you know like and then that was a skateboard photographers doing that first? Yeah, I mean that's how skates shot with all multiple flashes around like a rail setup or wherever. Um, and so those guys were like, "Hey, here's what you use. Get a housing made for this." And like we got a little fiberglass housing and we'd swim around with it. And like the guy would have to be right in the impact zone, you know, so you couldn't like go, "Hey, like sit in this, <laughs> sit right here where the lip's gonna land on you on like a ten foot wave." You know, you kind of had to take it a little easy on the guy. Um, so we had a bunch of shots published like that. And then one day I'm like, well, why are, we're shooting some shore break in Mexico. I'm like, why, why am I swimming out when like I could just stand on the beach and fire this thing off? And like, sure enough, I end up getting these amazing shots with it. And like, um, I don't know. How so previous, much. both you and the, another or another guy was both swimming. Yeah. With the water. Now you're doing a land. With, yeah. Uh, and with it, I, as soon as I got those shots back, I was like, holy shit. Game changer. Game changer. And then like. The cat was out of the bag with that, and he saw, like, Dustin Humphrey doing it and doing, like, leg strobes and, like, all this stuff. But um, that was the first time. Mike Morrissey swam out with this thing. He was all drunk and, like, in the shore break and just fucking around. And there's little wedges, and I think it was, like, Nate Yeomans and Mike Lawson's. We got some crazy photos, and I was like, oh, my God, the potential with this thing is, like, through the roof. How exciting. It was cool. Yeah, what a trip. Yeah. And what a trip to hear that it takes two people. Yeah, I mean, one to take the photo and one to do the flash. And the technology oh, started, that flash. started to yeah. get there too, right? Like the technology caught up where they had these radio receivers and transmitters and like you could put, they had rubber, thank God they had these rubber antennas so you could put an O-ring around it and like slide it through a housing and like the thing didn't work half the time because the line of sight wouldn't be good or something and you're dealing with water and ocean spray and all this stuff and like, fuck, it was hard. Like, yeah. <laughs> so hard. You're like, why isn't this thing going off? And the surfers would be like, what happened? The fuck didn't go? I'm like, Thinking I didn't, I missed the wave or something. I'm like, I'm yeah. watching this whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, JJ. Uh, what up? What's up? You guys finish? No, no. we still going. I'm still going. Yeah. <laughs> Say hi to Tom. What up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Waterfall. We were just talking. To Tom. Tom played at uh, Golden West, dude. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean that was. It was just funny, all the surfers. Like, did it go off? Did it go off? You know, like, for yeah. years, I was always like, did it go off? And, uh... How funny. They're just so yelling hated. at each other. So you know, hated. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, I, it's... And that lights, or, you know, flash, whatever, you would be so mad when you... Th you know, and this happened a lot. As a surfer and a photographer, you know, you think it's just like, oh, you're all guaranteed? No. Like, yeah. there'd be days or sessions and wait we didn't get one like what do you mean what happened it yeah. was just water drop just water out so there's there's so many little yeah. nuances that and when you're make trying it, to make a living off yeah professional surfing yeah you guys in front of the camera 
these guys. They're both deflated, like coming yeah. from my like oh, my yeah. point of view. We're, we're both bombed. Yeah. And, and yeah, it gets okay. Well, you know, because the camera can like shake in the housing, and then the focus can get thrown off. So you have to like tape it, which no one fucking told me that. Like, <laughs> you know. And that was the other thing. Sherm was the photo editor, and he was just more of a portrait guy. So it's not like I'm going in there going, "Why is my house? What? What's going on with this?" You know, yeah. like where the guys at surfing had flame, and you'd take them under his wing and stuff. What a fucking legend, you know? And yeah. Like, wasn't scared to give up the secrets, but for me, I was just like, "Fuck, my guess is as good as yours." Um. So yeah, there was always problems, but throw that flash in there, it fucking made a lot of problems. But you know, I think that really raise the bar like yeah. what you could do like we were really pushing the boundaries i thought you know russ hennings comes out next thing you know with giant fucking studio strobes like off boats and piers and i was like whoa dude that shit's crazy and, then, and you know? people started fucking lighting themselves on fire yeah <laughs> seriously <laughs> yeah you know jamie yeah you know like there's only so much flares, you can do like, too, dude, like in the ocean can you imagine right? paddling out with a freaking flare going off the back of your board like that hits your foot you're freaking oh, yeah. melted you're melted uh, it was crazy. I mean, it's funny because that evolution, like, when I kind of, like, at the end of my career, we started um, hanging strobes off of drones. And we were doing it in Hawaii. Wow. And we got a couple of the most crazy photos I've ever taken. Like, where the whole water just looked like... It lights up from above. So, like, now the whole wave's just, like, this turquoise blue and you can see... Kind of iridescent, like... Yeah, it's fucking unreal. But what? it was... Talk about hard, right? Yeah. Like, that you show fly, you're flying strobes off a drone yeah so now you're like relying on the drone driver to like get anywhere near it and like this thing's like swinging down there and you're like and i'm like do like a wheelie so the thing kind of points that way you know I'm like <laughs> yeah we did it a few times got some cool photos but like the magazines were dead by then so it's like oh it's on instagram and no one knows how fucking hard you went to get that shot yeah whereas like if we had done that during the print era it would have been like the most talked about was, thing and like was there a trip where you're just like we like i mean there's one thing about just getting good waves in general yeah. which do which does help obviously yeah. but is, was there like a trip where you're like man I, like X amount of ads, X amount of fo- you know editorial. Yeah, li- yeah, like you just walked away like paid yeah. it. Yeah, there's one like when we were filming the Bruce movie, we went up, we were on the Indies Trader and Andy came along and it was like Dingo, Andy, Kobe Everton, Gavin Besham, Bull from Bali. Um, the gnarliest. Of yeah, the like pretty heavy crew. And Mike Melia came with me to help shoot. Mike Melia? Uh, yeah, he was a grom, dude. And we were up in the Telos and like, Left Coast Novelties. Left Coast Novelties. So hook us up. Out. Check them out. Shout out. And uh, <laughs> yeah, hook <yeah>. us up. <laughs> so we were on the Telos and like Andy, that is like prime during that. You know, yeah. like how rad is that though? It's like we're filming this gnarly Volca movie and Andy's along on it. Yeah, I'll go with you guys. So um, scored up there and like, fuck. I mean, you're coming home just going, oh my god, I'm gonna sell so many photos. And then we had a couple crazy sessions with the Flash. Um, got so many covers out of that of Bruce and stuff and um and this is the mentalize. Yeah, we were in the Telos and the Mentalize and um the waves weren't like like perfect by any means, but we were like But it's perfect. But getting some good <laughs> sessions where yeah. like you don't need that much with those guys. A couple of really good sessions you're yeah. fucking stuff. And that dynamic between those the brothers was gnarly, right? And they pushed yeah, each that, other. That was a good trip. Like they were seemed to be getting along on that trip. And uh <laughs> fuck we just came home with the goods it was crazy yeah i think we made a lot of money um but that wasn't like the goal back then like you just wanted to make sure you're like the work they're putting in is like 
that you're there to cover it and make sure you don't miss anything yeah. and like and do your job, right? Yeah. Sec it's funny because when you're passionate about something and you know the money is important, but mm -hmm. it's secondary to like the experience and yeah, the effort that you put in it and mm -hmm. the the output that you get, the results that you get, the photos that you mm -hmm. get, you want those to be the best because that's what gets you the money. Yeah, and it's like your name, your brand, you know, and like you still got really stoked to see stuff in print. You yeah. know, like when that magazine showed up, you're like, no fucking way. Like even at the end, you know, and did you know right away when they're running like a shot or would they kind of keep it like under the radar? Sometimes it was, a lot of times it was under the radar. They tried. They didn't want to like. Yeah. So you when you left Transworld, mm -hmm. you started working for Volcom exclusively? Mm-hmm. And then I, then I could submit to all the magazines and then... Uh, so surfing, surfer, yeah. whatever, Australian, you know, anywhere, yeah. everywhere. So then it seemed like so I was So they got you on retainer now. Yeah. But then you're also free to shoot other people, create mm -hmm. other... Um, I mean, I could dabble a little bit. I'd be careful. Um, but, you know, if you're in Hawaii or something, you're going to shoot everyone. Or on trips and other guys are surfing, you're, you're shooting at everyone. Um, and then I was just kind of started working a little bit more with Surfing Mag and flame was still there um i think though he wasn't doing that well then and then uh it was like evan slater and i forget who else was working there um those guys are rad you know they were just welcoming like fuck like you're with the biggest brand in the world right now the hottest brand not biggest but hottest and like the world's hottest server and bruce he's coming out of this movie and like yep. fucking andy's world champ and like you're coming up to us with like Good. Like 200 fucking rolls of film, dude, in like yeah. two weeks. Like, it was just crazy. And there's like, early. tell us about the perks of of working for Volcom. <laughs> Getting this, did you get to stay at the Volcom house? Yeah, we stayed at the Volcom house every year. It was <laughs> really crazy in the beginning. I mean, I'm really young at that point, too. And like, I remember like going into the house, the old house, which was uh, Benji's, Benji's old yeah. house, right? And, uh, I'm like oh, that on the, the couch and it's like house? yeah and I just got dropped off and it's like empty and like no one's in there right at that point and I'm sitting on the couch and the first person I meet is Kala and he's oh. like oh. You know, just like what's up and I like stand up hey I'm Tom nice to meet you and he's just like Kala you know Where, where's this guy this guy and I'm like oh I don't know I just I just got here you know I was just like fuck <laughs> welcome to North Shore you know yeah first good guy to know hey, please don't, don't hurt know me don't know too good I'm yeah. Tom Carey please don't hurt me fucking don't kill me dude <laughs> Yeah. Those guys are so intimidating. You get you know, the but... shot, or you're freaking. Yeah, oh, man. Kala, don't forget. <laughs> These guys, are, they're actually really nice guys. Though. All of them, like Borg, is fucking rad. I talked to Borg the other day. Yeah, um, they're all good. Dudes, it was like the most part. it was unless you cross their path wrong. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> but I mean, dude, like Volcom and those Hawaiians, they, you know, they owned it. They owned yeah. it. It was cool, you know. Um, I I, I kind of like wish I put a little bit more time in there, you know. Like I was being from here, you're like scared of those fucking big waves. It isn't gnarly. It took me a while to get used to like swimming out at some of the spots there until I was a little bit older, you know. Like just knowing how to like navigate the reefs, I guess, and like what, what positions you could put yourself into out there, and like how not to get flogged, and like and then not in the way of the other. 15 photographers that, that are all battling. too, yeah. right? Like, there was a pecking order and I was at the bottom, you know? So That's so crazy. There's a pecking up. order in the surf for surfers 
and a pecking order for photographers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like Scott Eichner was a fucking bulldog out there, dude. Those guys are swimming out. It was heavy, you know? And like, yeah. Um, Aaron Chang was... was I think there. he was... At that point, he he was doing other stuff, yeah. maybe, but you had, like, you know, you're like Jeff Flint. Like, who else? Uh, you had fucking... Uh, Van Lennon. He kind of... Wasn't there too much more at Earlier that point? Earlier than you. Yeah. Nelly? Yeah. These are all the guys. Uh, old, Nelly, old. Nelly was like crushing it too. Um, what's his name though? Um, fucking Hank Photo. You Hank. know, out there like, <laughs> those guys are intimidating, dude. Like when you're a little grom, you know, these big old tatted dudes and shit. And you're just like, what? <laughs> yeah. You're like, I want a little piece. Yeah. So you just find your days or whatever. But um, Yeah, because you have to navigate yourself between those guys and then navigate from the surfers. Yeah. I mean... And not be in the way. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'd be like, oh, shit. That's pretty good Dude. at not fucking up things. What, yeah. what year did we go to El Salvador? 99? It must have been like... 98? 99 99? or 2000. 2000? Yeah. I remember it was like... You know how dangerous it was? Dude, I was going to talk about like sketchy trips. Yeah. You know? Been to a couple sketchy spots where, you know, you're kind of like... All right, keep keep your eyes, you know... Yeah, someone Watch asked me about this the other day, and, and I was like, "And it was like, now it's like a super yeah. touristy like surf destination." Surf I'm like, city. Yeah. I go, we had we got hooked up through the mags about like, hey, there's a guy that will pick you up and t- you know, kind of take you. First thing, like we arrived at night. Yeah, it was me, you, Saxon, Saxon Mike Lostness, and Lostness. Yeah, and you know, first thing <laughs> is like everything tinted van, like boards in, nothing outside, like. We're like, undercover. Yeah, very yeah. undercover. Hey, just let you know there, there's like a gun underneath the car, like mm-hmm. like underneath and like strapped, and then there's one under my seat. And we're like, because he got picked up, and we're like, we we got like a three hour, four hour drive. Like we need beers. Yeah. So he's like, left the car running and yeah. like goes into a bottle shop. And this is after going through a f- couple sketchy intersections where uh-huh. nobody's stopping. It's just like, yeah. And he's like, hey, I'll, like. Don't open the door. Don't get yeah. out of the car. I'll go get you beers. Yeah. And he comes back. Wow. And then, like, hooks us up. And then, yeah. you know, we just, middle of the night, we show up somewhere. And I don't know if that was the, like, uh, the cartel's, like, hotel. Point. Probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, anyone with money down there. I mean, it was gnarly. Yeah, we stayed at this, like, hotel. But it was, like, an old cartel member's, like, mansion that they turned, like, retrofitted into, like, a hotel. Wow. Yeah. It was weird. Our guy had like a big old shotgun wound on his back, like he was like thirteen in the Civil War, and like got blasted. And I, he's like, yeah, I don't like violence, but like I got a shotgun under the seat. Yeah, yeah. And then we we're eating lunch one day on the beach, and like waves are coming into like the like Palapa area or yeah. whatever, and a guy just like pulls out his revolver and just shoots it up in the air <laughs> while we're eating lunch next to him. Like, oh my god, let's get out of here. Yeah, oh. it was wild. Like yeah. the gas stations, you know, they're so barricaded dirty. like with. 15 foot fences, barbed wire, and guys with Uzis machine and gun. machine guns and eight, like protecting because those, yeah. those are the places that have cash. Like, open the gate. Yeah. To get gas. Car, and then they shut it behind you. Yeah. And then, like, they'd only want one car in and one car out, and it's like freaking. So, so. It was a good memory. So, when the, <laughs> and then we, when the magazine said, hey, we want you to go to El Salvador. Remember we were driving? I got a lot of funny stories on this trip. Remember the pig? The pig. So we're driving down. This is Punta Flores. Flores, Las Flores. The the magazine calls you and says, you're going to go to El Salvador. Are you in? I'm like, I'm always in. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> but did you guys know the present danger? Kind of. I knew it was a little sketchy. A little sketchy, but not like this. Yeah. And uh, So you knew there was danger. I just was like, I was oblivious, dude. I was so young. I was like, fuck yeah, my first, one of my first surf trips for Transworld. I think that was the first, like, surf trip they sent me on, maybe. Yeah, we, that's the Harley. We went, uh, so we, there's no surf camps. We're just staying, I don't know, wherever. Hotels. Yeah, we weren't even on the, I don't think we were on the beach at Las Flores. We had to drive there. Yeah, we were driving. It was a bumpy fucking gnarly road. Yeah, there's a killer little four by like van, and uh, he, the guy was, you know, he was on it. Like we were getting up at like four in the morning because it was yeah. like an hour, hour and a half drive, and like I mean yeah. we, we had a good trip like as far as scheduling and everything. We didn't score great waves, but it was still fun. But we were driving, and there's this big tree, and there's this pig tied up, you know, and by like. We're like, wow, that's one big fucking pig. Like, it's just got a leash on. It's like hanging out under this tree. And then one morning we roll up and the, <laughs> there's no, well, there's the skeleton of the pig. It's <laughs> hung up and they're bleeding it out. Yeah. I just remember Saxon going, that thing looks like you okay, are bleeding it out and we came back and then it was stripped. And Saxon's just like, that looks like me when I'm naked. It was this big, white, like, Scottish looking pig. Like, or Scot- he's like Scottish. Like, Saxon, he's just like, that's fucking me, dude. I was losing it. Yeah. So wait, that day one day funny. you saw it on a leash. A few days in a row. And like, then the next going day you saw it getting bleeded out. And the next day you I saw think it was it bleeding getting... out in the morning. And then we came back in the afternoon and it was already like carved oh, off. Like, gnarly. wow. Yeah. <laughs> the place was dirty, dude. It's just, there's not a lot of hygiene going around. No. In the restaurants, you know what I mean? It's brutal. Yeah. And it was hot. It was hot. Like black sand. That great waves? No. I don't, I don't think so. Like we got good. waves. We went to that Punta Mango Punta point. Mango that Florida, sucked. Yeah. And then I think the best sessions was that beach break between Yeah, yeah there's the a little two. beachy there, yeah. But it still wasn't great. But we he talked about this like luncheon we had at the you know, this I mean, it was a normal restaurant, like on the beach, and you know, people were partying and drinking, and it was fun. But the sketchiest is when we went to the carnival. Oh yeah, they had like we were driving by an, an empty field, and they had like one sketchy like little Ferris wheel, Ferris wheel, and a couple other things, and we're like, let's go. And the guy and, and and the guy pulls over, and we start like hanging out and like checking like a look. We thought it'd be fun. He's like, oh, we'll get some photos and hang out. And, Talking about a sketchy place with like a sketchy carnival like ride yeah. like setup, but we were at this table and we were feeding the donkey beers, <laughs> beer we had beers. And this donkey kept coming up and they started drinking our beers and we got we must have given him like at least twelve beers. It was wasted. Oh, the, 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 the donkey was wasted and me and Saxon were just dying. I have good photos of those somewhere. Oh fuck yeah gotta find those i know it was hilarious like we were what are we where are we because we went to the mayan we went, we went to, to some, like, some mayan temples, mayan temples. like we had some downtime because yeah. the waves weren't that great but it was fun it was like, cool we saw got some to cool experience shit. some yeah culture yeah we're like yeah. waves are flat and we're like you know we needed to get some editorial stuff yeah. and uh we went to yeah some like you know mine like, like this know, is where they sacrificed ruined. all these people and I was like, oh sick <laughs> Fucking crazy. But yeah. now you hear about people going down like, oh, yeah, there's a killer surf cramp right, you know, right on yeah, the beach. Yeah, there's none of that there. No. Yeah. And you, La Libertad was, like, so dangerous, I think, then that we couldn't even go there. Like, you just get robbed on the beach. Yeah, with a photographer, too. Yeah. And, like, honestly, they would have jumped. Yeah. jumped us for boards. Yeah. Like, but we did go there to check it out. Or? I think we might have driven by or something. Driven by. Yeah, we didn't. 
I'm glad we didn't stay there. It was scary, yeah. (laughs) It was was Wild West down there. I just remember seeing some, like, talking to some gangsters, guys are strapped, and just going, oh, yeah, I just got back from L.A., like, I believe it got hot there, I came back down here, and I was like, fuck. Like, full, like, MS-13. MS-13, yeah. yeah. Pretty heavy. So gnarly. Jeez. That was good, though. I'm glad my parents didn't really know about it. (laughs) Right? (laughs) They would have lost it. There's that one story, like, we went... This is like, Did you get held up by yeah. Cartel? And I they never found out about it until it like got printed. So we were in like near Ziawat at a friend's house. They built this radical house like in a secret cove, and it's like really good waves in there. And it's just north of Ixtapa. And like we get there, and it's like infinity pool. And we got food and drinks, and we're just like, dude, this is amazing. Remember Lugo? You remember him? Yeah. He's just like, fuck, I'm gonna get married here, dude. Can I get married here? Like, just we're loving it. And then at 4 a.m., 3 a.m., like. I wake up to like a big, like dirty, hairy, forty-four magnum in my head, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" And the guy's like, "Policia, give me your phone, give me your wallet." And I was like, "What? Why does a cop have a ski mask on?" You know? Yeah. And you're we're like hazy at that point, you know, after a bunch of beers, and and then Lugo wakes up, "What's up?" And I'm like, "Give me your phone." He's like, "No, I'm giving this guy my phone." I'm like, "This fuck guy's gonna shoot you, dude!" Like, right? scary. They're in fatigues and like look like military or something. It was crazy, and um. And then, like, we're, like, looking around, like, someone to stab the guy with or something. We're, like, fuck. Just one dude? Because we're, at this point, we're, like, no idea what's going on. Just one dude. And they break in or just come in or? Yeah, they, like, came in. Like, we had an armed guard into it, like, with, a, like, a little twenty two rifle. And, like, he was ended up being in on it. And uh, so, you know, while we're, like, trying to, like, give each other little signals, like, what do, you know, should we try and take this guy or something? And then another dude comes in with an AK with the rest of the people in our group and, uh, I was like, oh, fuck, this is getting real, you know? And, like, hey, grenades and, like, fucking legit. Military wow. style. Yeah, but they were cartel, which is, like, ex-military guys half the time anyways. And then they marched just, like, down this corridor and, like, I'm, like, grabbing Lugo, like, trying to use him as, like, a human shield or something. <laughs> no one wanted to be in the front or back. And we're just like, fuck, what's going on, you know? And then we get in this back house where this, my buddy's brother, big brother, is, like, kind of one of the caretakers of the house, kind of. And his girlfriend, we're like, oh, fuck, she's here. Like, this could be bad, you know? Yeah. And then finally, they, like, after they took all our food and, like, our cash, they didn't touch our camera gear or anything like that. They were, like, pretty chill. They were, like, sorry, we're, like, on the run from another cartel. Uh, we're hungry, and, like, we smelled your food, and we just, like, we need to eat. And, like, um, and then, they, you know, I think they took the cash. But they fucking, uh, you know, then came in, made, like, found some weed that one of the guys had that stand there and, like, made him smoke it. And I was, like, this is fucking weird, dude. And then they are like... You guys okay? Like, you need anything? I'm like, dude, I'm about to have a heart attack. Like, I need a beer, dude. Like, right. You're just on edge, you know? Yeah, so you're jumpy. So a guy at gunpoint walks me down to the kitchen. I have, like, a beer with him. He walks me back. And I was like, oh, I feel a little better, you know? Like, And then after, like, two hours or so at least, like, they're like, all right, we're, we're going to leave. We, like, have this guy's phone number. If you guys call the cops, like, we're going to know. Like, something weird like that. We'll come back and we're going to fucking kill you guys. And I was like, what? Yeah, we're not going to the cops. Don't worry. Like, and they're gone, and then you're trying to sleep that night. And you're just like, holy shit! And they what end up taking one kid's hell? yeah, and they end up taking one kid's passport on accident, and like this backpack they grabbed. And uh, I was like, dude, listen, we can't leave anyways. We got to get this passport, and we have the gnarliest story ever. Like, well, all we got to do now is go get some photos because it was day one. Let's go move into the city where it's safer, and so we're not so isolated. And like, let's get the shots, and like, we'll have a story. And like, ended up getting really good stuff. And like, um, everyone was pretty rattled though, you know. And, like, yeah. 
never told any of my family, and then it <coughs> got printed, and they all read it, and they're like, "What the fuck?" And it's like, "Oh yeah, it's, yeah, surfing's dangerous." Dude, that was it was heavy though. Like having an AK and like a gun at your head, it was pretty scary. Damn right. So who who was the person that owned the house? Matt McCabe, his family. Um, he's from Ventura. He rode for Volcom. He's like one of the Groms. He's fucking a little ripper, dude. He's sick. Hangs out with Dane a bunch. You might have seen a little goofy photo, a little skinny little guy. Um, so his family owned it, and then it was like me, Damien Farnfort, who I was living Dumo with at the with time. Dumo was with us, and like little Taylor Clark, and uh, another like someone else. Maybe that was it. And then this kid, Bobby Oakvist, who's from Oakvist, who's from Newport, he came in the next day and missed it all. And he was like, what? wow. He didn't even believe us. And we're like, yeah, it's really happened. And so. And Lugo. And Lugo, yeah, and me. It was fucking funny. That's fucking heavy. Yeah. So gnarly. Pretty gnarly one. So there's... God, I mean, that's probably the gnarliest surf story. You yeah. Know, like, you hear a lot of Baja ones, but that was, that was right up there. Holy shit. Did they... So they never came back? No, and we had moved out. and We were just... <laughs> Found some more secure place. Yeah. yeah. Just where... They're not going to come in a city with, like, one entrance, one exit, you yeah. know? And, like, fuck with tourism. But they could get away with it. That was like in Guerrero, you know, like which is fucking sketchy, dude. The mountains go right to the water, so they're like in no, and out. out. Yeah. yeah, easily. Oh, it's pretty, pretty heavy. But any other trips with like sketchy? Like I've been on some like sketchy boats where we've had like gnarly shit go down, or you know, cars yeah. break down, or just like run-ins with the Indos and stuff like that, you know, and like. Or, like, one time, like, Marlon Gerber, like, got... They, he didn't have his passport, and he was just going from Bali to Zimbabwe or whatever, and they, like, locked him up until he could get get evidence or whatever. And he's and so like Indonesian, right? Yeah, and it was just weird, so... It's all the want money. I remember, like, I went in the other car, so the car that he was in got stuck, and then we just kept going. We didn't really know what was going on, and it was kind of before cell phones, and he, uh, those guys all stayed at the jail with him, and they just had to sit in, and they were just being fucking lunatics and, like, having... Like making a bunch of ruckus till he got out of there, and then they came back. We're like, "Where are these guys, dude?" It's like three hours later, and maybe longer. And then they came in all hot, late at night, made this huge ruckus at Lakey Peak, you know, and like yeah. at the Amagati, and like <laughs> just like typical, like the Turners and Ben and Tippy and Schwartz and these guys, you know. And like the next day, I want to say we were like so tired and all that, and we went out and surfed, and we came back, and the Turners' room caught on fire. Like, like all their cash burned up. Like because you're, you're, you're burning those incense probably, and like oh, so he like, like had a cig, like he fell asleep with a cig or something. Sam Porno. This like camera got burned up. Like one of like the one they used to film their all their movies and shit. Like Timmy's like diary. I want to say like shit ton of cash they had all like burned up. And the room was just black. My room was black too. Theirs was fucking destroyed. And like they blamed like, it on like a proper. Oh, torch. Proper torching fire. Torch. God, dude. wow. Yeah. And the boards were all black, so we are like, trying to scrub all these boards. Dude, it was fucking heavy. And they, like, were losing it on these guys. And they were, no, it was, like, electrical thing. The battery fucking burned out or something. And, like, they got away with it. <laughs> Didn't get in any trouble. I don't know how, dude, but <laughs> just, we were fucking crazy back then, dude. So sketchy. Loose. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, well, I mean... There's not much that will like, you know. There's not much you, you could you could like do when you're you know in that situation. Like, what what are they gonna? I don't know. 
like charge you for charge the room. You, yeah. Like they were, they want money. Yeah. I mean, Lakey Peak's pretty. Like there's two little, three little places to stay right there. Yeah. yeah. It's like really. It's a off the beaten path big place. Big time. Yeah. Oh yeah. And <clears throat> and a fucking hell of a good way though. So yeah, good. Yeah. That place is rad. Those guys used to go. That was their spot. It yeah. seemed like. Yeah. Right. We go for like weeks at a time for sure and just park it and. You end up scoring, you know. You just wait it out till you like got the ways you wanted. Then we were there. I think Turner might have been there. I know Schwartz was for sure. A couple other guys, and we scored waves. And Chris Cloth, Cloth, yeah, and Humphreys, and nobody got a photo the whole trip because Cloth got cleaned up by a set on the left. The motor died on the boat. He couldn't get it back into his Pelican case, and the, they they just got. Oh, yeah. Him, the boat, the, everything got fucking I think I remember that. Down. Because I think I came in right after that happened. Flew All in the bottom. Soaked. Done. All no of his way. gear. And then Humphreys left his shit because of, like, didn't want to get ripped off. Left it in the AC room and everything fogged up and he couldn't 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 defog the, the inside of the cameras. Oh, shit. Yeah. I remember that. I came and we were in like, right after that, dude. We're like, what? You Those got guys like were so yeah. you're all the way there with no photography. We got a couple of video shots. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple of clips, and I don't know what movie, but there was some video, uh, a little bit of it. That was it. <laughs> so a few crazy. waves. Was that, that's the shit that could happen though back in the day. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. And it, you guys are never a sure bet. Yeah. You know, digital is like, as long as you got that little card, you know, yeah, you can pull everything off, but. Yeah, this is way back before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that shit happens, you know? It's just like, man, it's just wild. It was, fuck. So, Transworld to Volcom. And then I got on board with surfing. And, like, that was right when, like, we had, like, Dustin on, on staff, me, DJ Strunz, um, a couple other guys. I'm probably forgetting that. I feel bad. Um, maybe Pat Stacy or something. Maybe Pat was surfer. I, I can't remember. Um, but then the bar started getting raised, dude. You know, it got really competitive. And the Transworld had their business thing where it was like they raided all the photographers and stuff. So everyone's gunning for the number one spot and yeah. shit. Not that it fucking mattered. But um, I really like those little things that they had. Yeah. The Transworld biz uh, charts and shit. I mean, it was good for the servers. Uh, the photographers, like, we, I don't think anyone. Exposure meter. Exposure meter, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we had a good run at surfing where. Fuck, it was, it was Evan in there for a while, then Larry passed away, Flame, and then Sherm came back, and then, um, God, it was just like, I don't know, Surfer had their little niche, which was a little more old school and stuff, and then we were just like about action and like pushing the bar of photography, and it was yeah. like fucking a rad time, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and Travis Foray was a surfer. So once surfing too, right? Yeah, once, um, Evan left, then it was Travis, and, uh, we had a good relationship, and then, and then Taylor, uh, what was his last name? Jesus. I forget his last name. Drawing a blank, it's been so long. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, it was cool to have such a young guy as editor-in-chief, too, you yeah. know, and he surfed good, and he, he's a good writer, and he, you know, next you know, they're making, like, the Modern Collective movies and all that shit with yeah. those guys, and I was like, we just had access to all the best servers, and it was just like... It was a fucking good little run right then. Yeah. It was fun. What, and surfing just progressed so much right then, I feel like. How many years of printing, uh, shooting film before it went digital? <sighs> I want to say... 
Because that's say, a pivotal moment too. Like, because you have to get all new equipment, right? I, I want to say we weren't shooting Digi until like 2004 or something like that. Like, so I don't know. I might have had like six or eight years or something, but it felt longer than that. Like, but it was. It was a. Napkin. It was a I just cut myself. Yeah. Oh, I did. Um, I got one. Oh, he's got one. But, uh, yeah, the, uh, once film left, it was like, thank God, like swimming out with 36 exposures in your camera and like swimming back in and changing it was just a nightmare, you know? Yeah. So as soon as you could go out there and shoot 500,000 photos, you're just like, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, this is what you've been waiting for your whole life. Um, so. This is a game changer. Game changer, yeah. But then it was like, oh, it's a lot easier to shoot photos and we don't have to buy film. And so here comes the hordes of photographers, you know. So, but, you know, at the same time, those guys had to learn to work their way up, you know. And, like, I never felt, like, threatened by that. But it was starting to get saturated, you know. Yeah. Um, Everyone would get pissed. Like, oh, these guys are poaching and all this stuff. And you're just, well, why are you worried? Are Are you not better than that guy, you know, like. It's just funny. Like everyone wanted to hold on to their stuff to make sure it didn't get released early on the internet or something like that. It, it was a funny time. Yeah, but well, it's crazy because that was the problem, right? Like the instant gratification. Yeah, and it, like first to market gets the yeah. gets the kind of took it kind of took the fun away from it, you know? Yeah, when Digi came out. But what did what did you have to replace? Just the body and the lenses were fine. Yeah, like, just yeah. the body. So and, and it, what's that at expense compared to like you know, I think the lenses it, are the most? It like doubled in price, so it was like a twelve hundred dollar camera body turned into like a twenty five hundred, and then it went up to like five grand or something. But it was kind of good because <laughs> then it separated the guys that could like afford afford it to who couldn't. You could see the difference in the quality, you know. So. I just find it great, you know, like you found your niche, like every photographer we talk to finds their niche in, in, in regards to like, whether it's their location, where they grew mm-hmm. up or how they kind of became, you know, like Kenworthy, you know, we just had him on not too long ago. Indo, you know, oh, yeah. like he just started going there for like, and you were the best ways were, and, yeah. and you, you know, you did that too. But like, I shot a lot, you know, with some photographers and they, you know, they would, you know, follow the tour, you know, yeah. and then they do side trips off of like the tour, you know, yeah. so it was like, like Friedman, yeah, like yeah. Keith Frieden would go, hey, I'm going, yep, I'm going to photographers find their niche, you know, and yeah. I, you know, we were doing a lot of the contests, but we'd also make, you know, make as much a trip. trip as you can. And, you know, Frieden would be like, hey, I'm going to Australia, come two or three weeks early, or hey, yeah. after we're going to go here, and we try to piggyback, same thing in like South Africa, Europe, whatever, you'd try to pony up, but yeah. certain photographers would have their, you know, like some would just, hey, I'm going to Hawaii every winter, and that's it, maybe a mm-hmm. couple other trips, some would just stay in California, yeah. some would go down to like, you know. I think and that's what separated some of us, we had to work so hard, yeah, I, because the bar is so high, um, you couldn't just rely on like, Hawaii and like I'm gonna go to Australia during that leg and then go to France or something like during that leg go to Europe I get that didn't cut it anymore you know like they don't want to see guys in jerseys and um you know and I think it was like a modern collective like that era was like real pivotal in surfing you know you started seeing guys like looking for the biggest ramps in the world you know surfing like big onshore waves where before you're always trying to get barrel right like yeah trying Clean to find the conditions. best ways yeah yeah all of a sudden it's like we're not pulling our clothes out anymore we're gonna go huck like 
10 foot airs just stand on the beach and get it you know yeah. or get in the boat or whatever and it's pretty cool to watch like some really good surfing you know um and that was basically a change in the guard you know like um jordy and those guys and julian and dusty and Yaden and god it's fucking nuts because with the camera and what you're shooting i mean you could essentially get you know a 12 to 24 sequence shot of like a crazy air where you could see the the whole move yeah you know where it used to be like a couple shots or three you know four you know now you could get that full and you're shooting like a not ideal like lighting condition so like your work day has just got a lot longer you know you would never shoot midday like on our trips you know it's just too harsh um and they wouldn't wouldn't run it now it's like forget about it you're shooting it's raining overcast you get covers in the rain you know yeah so your work day was long you know but still cool like you still wanted it if you you like shooting like that's fucking rad you know so it's a trip that you you um brought up modern collective and how that was a little bit of a changing of the guard Mm -hmm. the style of photography and surfing at the same time yeah you know and before that it was it was momentum and all that you know like and fuck how groundbreaking was that that's fine i mean i remember being in grade school and just watching momentum and just like pausing it like with the remote like at breakfast just going okay you take a photo here you take a photo here with a VCR and just burning through the tape, you know? <laughs> and I would try and just get timing down. It was so funny, dude. Like, I remember that now. Yeah. Student student over here. Yeah, I was, that's how psyched I was on how much I wanted it, you know? So, right. right. It's fucking American dream. You work hard at, enough at something, you know, and you have a couple good breaks, you, you can, like, go far, right? Yeah. Well, you, you know, you're... I don't know if it was on camera before you were talking about how you meet people and you talk about your career or what you've done and they're just so envious and like jealous of like, wow, you got to do that, you know? And it is like, wow, you got to travel the world. And, you know, you talk to people and it's like, I've never been to Hawaii, you know? Like, wait, you have never been to Hawaii and you're an adult? Like, what are you talking about? Or I haven't got, I've never had a passport. I'm like, you just, I can't wrap my head around that concept of, what do you mean you haven't traveled? Like, that is just crazy, and here we are, like beyond yeah. spoiled. Yeah. Oh man. And 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 to this day, it's like, okay, well, how do I work enough to get on to go on a trip, surf trip? Oh, exactly. Right? <laughs> like, and back then, you're like, man, I feel like I've never worked a day in my life, you know, like because you're doing what you love and you're traveling and you're with your friends and partying and it's cool. So yeah, when you, you got home and you got a little older and you start talking to people at nine to fives and they're like genuinely like interested and they're like in awe of you, like. You don't really grasp it until you start getting that nine to five later in life. Like, yeah. You know. And then when people like me go, dude, like, think think how unique your experience is, you know? Because, yeah, we've talked about other photographers, but there's, you know, under a hundred yeah. photographers ever that have done what you've done to make a living from it yeah to make a living yeah. from it and then surfing yeah and the experiences you know all these trips you know like getting to travel like there's a lot of perks that came with it oh absolutely i'm so lucky i mean i went on a fucking uh quicksilver crossing once with like tom carroll and fucking oh working on these guys and like scored el salvador and nicaragua and like fuck what an amazing experience you yeah. know like with martin daly and like just that guy was rad i love that dude um and like tony roberts was on it i just looked up to tony as a little kid like i just love his images like 
he was number one for me. Like watching, seeing these photos of Rat Boy on the lip, like doing these fucking airs. Like I still have one on my wall in my bedroom at my parents' house. Like it's funny. Like hey, yeah, just that guy's head was biggest time. frother. Oh fuck yeah, real ripping. Yep, still ripping. And, and skateboarding. And check out his channel. Yeah, you know, real surf stories on YouTube. The guy's putting yeah. out crazy content. His library of what he he's cataloged his whole yeah. life is yeah. like. Dude, so imagine you're like a Grom and you get to go on a trip and Tony's there and you're just like, yeah. you know, it was such a cool thing. And then yeah. I remember we came home, we had all these images and um, Tom was like at Quicksilver and my parents don't live that far from their, um, from their headquarters. And he's like, hey, he called me up and he's like, hey, I want to check out the photos. And I was like, yeah, I got them at my house. And he's like, he's like, can I come by? And I'm like, yeah. So he like, he's coming to my parents' house in seal beach and uh i called my brothers I'm like hey dude tom carroll's coming over dude and like, that is cool. everyone rushed over to the house and he's just checking out these slides like he's a grom you had tom like, carroll come to your house yeah dude it was rad he's chilling with my mom <laughs> talking with my mom we're eating pizza and like the greatest <laughs> thing ever my brothers i forget what they were doing but they stopped what they were doing they might have been at like some event for their kids or something and they're like we'll be there in, in like yeah. five minutes like keep him there yeah it was fucking rad dude. that's amazing yeah. So but yeah, cool. like who who in this world has had Tom Carroll come to their house? Fucking rad, right? <laughs> I know. I've done so many things. It's so cool. And like, so when you just step away from all that, you're like, fuck, I had a good run, you know? Yeah. Like, so, no regrets. so Transworld, then Volcom, then Surfing. Yeah, and I was still on with, with Volcom. And then, um, you know, once Travis left Surfing, it kind of changed a little bit. I, I stayed in for a little bit. And then um, I th- went and... At that point, then I started working for Stab because print was like dying. I was like, Stab is like where the future is going to be. And then I um, did that for a little bit and their print was still going on for a lot. But it was hard. You know, they were in Australia and they come here a lot and they'd like stay with me. And Dumo was working for them and he was living with me. And like, you guys were roommates. Yeah. He was, he was living with me in Costa Mesa. And then, um, you know, and then it just kind of became a little evident like it's hard having one guy on for digital you know like when it's kind of became just the website and stuff and all the media creation it was like they're over there i'm here and like they need such an assortment of shots and like we ran through the library pretty good of of all my shots but you know it just ran its course and those guys are great though they're so fun to work with and so innovative and like god i mean all the shit they used to do right yeah helicopters and fucking everything man it's just like it was cool to work with them and then left there and then started working for a surfer but at that then it was like the death spiral of fucking print magazines right so um, everything started shrinking yeah i saw the writing on the wall it didn't happen overnight but it was a slow and then surf and then the surfers on but surfing same by a surfer and combined oh we're gonna we're gonna wipe this one away and then transworld went out you're like fuck this is gnarly um isn't that wild like how that just so depressing because we we talk about you know, the digital age of now, which is it's cool. It's got a lot of cool aspects of yeah. it. And it's got a lot of, you know, aspects that, you know, don't include print. And it's such a bummer, you know, like when we yeah. used to just have to wait every month for those magazines to show <laughs> up or hit the shelves yeah. or hit the shop or whatever. Yeah. I you still know. think it's, you know, a viable thing if someone came back and did it right and, you know, you don't necessarily have to do it every month, you know, yeah. but still have a, you know, what but youth they, was fucking sick. Yeah. But the, there's the rivalry between the magazines yeah, and ha- yeah. who's going on secret trips. And it, and it was the same thing with like, 
you know, Taylor Steele and the momentum, like, okay, you know, like they, he would, he would do secret trips and try to keep it under the wrap. So nobody knew. And that way you could, you know, keep, yeah. keep the foot, you know, the footage Not exclusive. Stuff. Exclusive. Yeah. yeah. That's so rad. I forgot about that. There was a good rivalry, you know, like I think even before I started, like those guys would get gnarly, like yeah. doing stuff to each other's like headquarters and offices. Like <laughs> I think, you know, like, but that's good for business. And yeah. I mean, as a surfer, you, you know, you're not playing favorites. You're playing, you know, you're playing both, yeah. you know, you're playing them all, you know. It's and funny because then the surfers would get like branded by a magazine, you know, they'd be like, oh, that's their guy, you know, like, yeah. so what are you doing shooting with this guy? Like yeah. they, they would get so overzealous, some of the guys and like, um, yeah, you just feel like piece of property and like, come on, dude, like. Yeah. I um, mean, have you ever had a photo that you knew was just cover material and it got downgraded or didn't even run? Yeah. That was happening at, oh, quite a bit, at right? Surfer a lot. I thought like had some crazy photos and like because there's a lot. Of, I don't know. If they just had their style. Or... No, sometimes it's just style. Like they're like getting away from like that action photo or whatever. Like and I was just like, are you kidding me? You're gonna like not run this? Is like one of the best photos I've ever taken. You know, in my life. You know, like and you're kind of bitter at the time or whatever. But yeah. I don't know. It's just like looking back on it, I was. Just, a fucking punk kid, you know, like getting pissed off about things that I shouldn't have been. And, you know, you get all of us were like that though. You yeah. Know? yeah, like it was so competitive, I mean, even inside a magazine. So I don't know. Yeah. I, same I, sense. I, it's it's like a good. You spoke about flame. You know, Larry, how how rad he was, and like he would definitely like call you. Hey, come in, come in and check the shots. You know, like. You know, good relationship. Not, I don't know if it was with everybody, but if you, you know, were able to like, you know, put the time in and get to know him. And I remember, he's all, he's all, you got a good shot. <laughs> got a, you got to get a really good shot. You know, yeah. and I was like, I'm gonna cover. He's like, yeah, like <laughs> told me, like yeah, like it's Is come it check the one it I out. Posted the other day. No, and it was one that got downgraded oh. because he's all you know there's only 12 shots a year and you know you can't have too many right barrels or left barrels or airs or this and that and they just ran a similar air shot of gavin besh in like two issues previous <laughs> and he's all it's indo and it's a summer issue and we can't push it back because fall then we go to california like you know they they have it all mapped scheduled. out yeah. scheduled yeah and he's all any other time, any other place, this would be a cover, but we can't run it as a cover because oh. of a similar photo of Gavin Bushin from two, you know, just a right yeah. air, you know? So it had nothing to do with me, sponsors, politics, but he was yeah. he was bummed. He's like, you know, and it was a Pete Frieden shot. He's like, I got to get tell Pete too. And like, after I told you both that, you know, but collectively it's like, they got to do what they got to do, you know? Yeah, sure. They got to have shelf time, appeal yeah. and they can't have run stuff. And it was like, that would happen all the time. I'm like, oh. I, I, I knew it happened, you yeah. know, but when you just like, oh, at least it was like, they run it in the magazine. Yeah, yeah, they ran it as a two page spread. He's all, we're going to give you the next best spot, you know, center spread yeah. or whatever. But it was like, yeah, at least it wasn't political know. or something. No. You know, so that's good. But, but yeah. you know, I, fi I figured, you know, you, you know, you get a lot of high hopes because they have it mapped out, more photos come in. And I didn't get bumped from another better photo. They're, they said, hey, it's too similar to this one we just yeah. ran like two issues ago. And I'm like, 
It was a good feeling sense. when you yeah. bump someone else and you got it. That happened to me a couple of times where I yeah. bumped other guys that I didn't like, you know. So yeah. I, I was like, yeah, fuck you, dude. I fucking got it. Yeah. Suck it. <laughs> you but call you know. him up and see my cover? It's supposed to well, be Well, guys yours. would call me and go, I had the cover until you fucking came in with that shot. And I was like, sorry, dude. <laughs> but Seriously, ma- like, it was kind of fun. But, like, but the magazine, it's a formula and it's a, it's a, you know, there's an outline of how they, you know, put them together pretty consistently all the time. And, you know, there's yeah. only so much space. So it yeah. is... Whether it's a half page, full page, you know, everything's, yeah. you know, it's pretty special to get a shot, you know, yeah. and now, you, you know, I don't, you don't get that. Yeah. You know, like you said, we used to stare at mags, stare at videos, rewind, yeah. pause, and, you know. Or if the, you know, the guy was in the gutter too much, like, oh, we can't run that. And he's just like, we can't fit it on the page and like, especially on the cover. And then they went to these fold out covers and it was a lot easier for them to like move the thing, things around and like even run sequences and stuff. And it just changed everything too. Before it was like. They never liked running left like fisheye tubes. It was always right because the, your your eye goes to the right, you know, when you read just yeah. like normal. So they never would like action like going away. It was fucking weird. Yeah. I think sometimes we'd overthink things. I think my um, cover was a fold out, but it was like a de- it was like a negative fold out, like or it was a black and white. It was weird. I don't know. I'd have to look back on how they did it. But it was like a, a folded partial page on yeah. the end of cover. So weird stuff. Jay was photo selected. I know for sure. Photo, you were OG photo, photo selected. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's one of the OG like yeah. surfers. Oh, I'd be like, I call up the mags all the time. I'm landing at Tivita trips. You need this? Where are you going? I'm like, oh, Porto's gonna be pumping. Okay, I'm going. Like, yeah. you know, that's how you had to work though. Dude, cool. I bought. Yeah, I, you know, Balzer. I bought him a freaking ticket and he never showed up to freaking <laughs> Porto. He it's made up some, ex, some other excuse. He had to go shoot some wedding and make a bunch of money, real money. <laughs> or, you know, but but that's how hungry you were. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I don't even care. It's invest so I'll buy your ticket. Let's go. Kids will never know that now. No. You know? It's a shame. Yeah. So, Good. I mean, that's, yeah. So, what what was next after that? So, um, magazine stabs. Yeah. And then it was like, I worked for Surfer for a little bit and, um, and then I left there, and then I left Volcom. They had a bunch of layout, layoffs and stuff. And then uh, I, Travis and those guys had started What Youth, and then they had left. And then I was looking for a job, and Zeldo, who had hired me originally at Transworld, like, was like, hey, like, want to come try and run the magazine? And I was like, yeah. And, but it was like dying gas, last gasp, you know? So it was fun. I learned a lot about like actually making a magazine like, from start to finish, you know? But holy shit you have some big shoes to fill and it was just like got super political and like um with the you know the guys that left and like so they had all this material that they had worked on and kind of left it and they didn't want you to touch it and like i get it you know but it was just like they're acting like i was the bad guy like for even taking the job like how dare you and it's like fuck dude i need a paycheck you know like i got a mortgage to pay they left or they just they had left you know on bad terms with with the owners and like um I mean, that happens in a lot of businesses. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's just it's just the way it is, you know? And Prince dying, and, like, I don't know. Those guys were so niche, too, at What Youth, and, like, in a good way. Like, they had their crew or whatever, and, like, now you're coming in trying to, like, well, those that crew's not going to work with you, you know? Like, because they'd be pissing off their buddies that, that just left. So now you have to kind of get other guys in the magazine. It just kind of changes the whole dynamic of it, and, like, it just was, it was tough, dude. And 
money was scarce and like mm-hmm. people are skeptical you know after those guys leave like you're coming in like can they still do it and it's like surfing so weird because they put out a, i mean a beautiful like like good quality Fuck, like, yeah you know yeah. like it was you know kind of yeah. like the surfer's journal like that's a hard position to it step, was step in and if yeah and i, mean, I talked to those guys before i was like you know do i have your blessing and they're like it was kind of like a backhanded blessing, you know? Like, yeah. Good yeah, luck. But like, yeah. But yeah. Good luck, but here's your warning. Like, here's here's how things are over there right now, you know? So, so yeah. you saw writing on the wall. Were you already thinking exit plan? What's next for, for like, you? or? Well, I, like, stayed on as long as I could there. It was hard to get a paycheck or whatever. And then me, like, I was, like, going through shit, like, fucking getting in drugs and alcohol too much, you know? And then I backed out. Like I just said, hey, I need to like, I need to leave. I need to like go get cleaned up. So, like this is like a perfect storm of like, just you know, you're leaving the brand you worked for forever, and like, you know, drugs get a hold of you, and then you're, you're like, all right, well, let me try and go work here and like see if I can't salvage something to keep this the dream going, you know, or whatever. But then I, I just kind of led into like more depression and like, it's all drug induced, you know. But um, I was like, fuck, I got to do something about this. I got to, like, before I, like, ruin my marriage or something. And, like, I just up. got cleaned up and um, and left that. And then I ch- kind of tried to, like, get back in the industry a little bit. Just, like, I didn't want to travel anymore at that point. And this is, you know, like, six months later after, like, getting cleaned up. I was, like, kind of nice having a routine and being at home and, like, being able to see my wife and not be on the road constantly and uh, see my dog grow up and, like, just those little things, you know. And um, so I was trying to kind of find like a studio job or something within the industry or whatever and I was just kind of striking out I was just like fuck like really like I'm not even looking for much like I'll be happy with whatever and then couldn't find that I was like you know I'm gonna start my own deal here and started this dog business and um fuck like within like one year it just like blew up and what what gave you the idea to start this dog business (laughs) my dog used to like go with these dog walkers when I travel always like and I was living in Newport, and then... So you're writing checks as a, yeah, as a like, dog owner going, my wife's the? My wife's sending the dog with these walkers when I'm gone because I'm not there, and, like, made me happy. And they're, like, sending photos back with him in the pack. Like, I was like, this is sick. So so they're documenting and sending me, like, hey, yeah. the dog's, like, out on the bout. Yeah. That is rad. What's your dog's name? That was Woody. He just passed away, but um, he was, like, the raddest dog. He was, like, Folk and Fit model. He was, like, fucking... He was, like, famous, dude. That dog was radical he was like in the, what do you mean Vulcan fit model they'd like bring him in the studio and dress him up and he'd like be in the catalogs and shit and like <laughs> he was rad dude. what kind of dog he's just golden retriever but he's super goofy he would like dude he'd surf with me yeah. he'd like go out in Newport and like we'd sneak him on the beach or whatever and and he would like swim out in the lineup and just be cruising around the surfers he'd swim out there for like 20 minutes before coming in and get on the board or try and ride waves he'd eat shit like it's so funny dude he is the best <laughs> so one I like I was like, well, I can't do this in Newport. I'm going to start this in Seal Beach. I don't think there's, like, any competition there. And so I reached out to this girl that used to walk him, and she's like, here's how to do everything. Like, she helped me out. And then I was like, fuck, this doesn't cost anything to start up. You know, I, like, sold my Tundra and got a, a little cargo van. I was like, let's fucking wrap this thing in the company logos and, like, cost 50 bucks a month to run my whole business on an app. Like, it's nothing, dude. And, like, it's kind of a cash business. And, um shit you're like got dog smiles and you're, you're dropping you're yeah. dropping photos with your background 
it's fun too. Like the harder you work, the more money you're gonna make, right? So it's yeah. so incentive based, and then you're and out. You're not advertising; it's just word of mouth. I'm not doing shit. Yeah, like. But I mean, the photos visible. The photos you're getting from your dog walker was just like a selfie, like or you know, a little yeah, screenshot from like pointing with the dog, now, smiling, running. Like, now you're getting probably some killer shots. Yeah, yeah. Because that's who you are, you know, like. And then I like started like bringing the dogs into my little makeshift studio and shooting these dog portraits and giving it to all the clients, and they're just like so stoked. Like it's so <laughs> rad. Well, that's a dog is like a child. Exactly. Yeah. So people spend a lot of money on their yeah. dogs. It's so. like weddings and pets. Yep. Those are the two big industries. Yeah. And it's rad though. You're like actually like, because some of these people have crazy relationships now. We're like, it's nuts. Like they just and during COVID, yeah. everyone got their what is it called COVID dogs yeah. yeah so yeah. i never shut down during that and then still work through that and then everyone what do they dogs. call them though they're like rescue dogs not rescue dogs but yeah they had a name for it like where where people he's were a COVID getting... dog yeah yeah they're just calling COVID dogs okay. i think oh uh, we got a COVID cat but yeah they're so business there. boom through that too right like everyone's getting dogs and they need someone to walk and once they go back to work it was like perfect little storm too yeah. so so walking do you bathe or clean or we go to like the beach and then i wash all of them and blow dry that's a fucking mission like but it's fun like yeah. i'll swim out in the water and like have eight dogs chasing me in the water swimming like it's hilarious dude so how many you should have a show I know it's got a YouTube channel going right now. If, if I like to be on camera, I do it, but I hate being on camera. Um, pup division. It's like it's like an army, you know. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's my master. division. Um, so yeah, we, it's rad. You get to be outside. I'm my yeah. own boss. I get to take time off work whenever I want. I'm like traveling a lot for golf. It's just I love like exploring. Like I've been going to just weird places in the U.S. You know, you never see as a surfer, right? Like. Uh, I'm going to Wisconsin so golf next is a big month. Part you know, of your like life now. Yeah, like I love golf. Like, and you're you're starting to shoot photos for that, or just just for myself, really. But mm. it's fun. Like I love like the challenge of it. it's hard. Um, but know, being able to see like all these places, like you never see, you never see them. Yeah. Well, you and know, yeah, the, we, we were chasing waves around the world and don't know how much beauty is this right here in our own country. Lot, you yeah. know, so there's, you know, and some of the most beautiful landscapes are golf scapes yeah absolutely and like yeah. people are always hating like oh turn this another golf course and you're like well that's like preserving the land more than anything you know like you see all the animals out there all the deer and all the hawks and bald eagles and shit i mean it's fucking rad like yeah and you're with your friends and like all the surfers healthy. golf and healthy yeah it Outdoors. takes your mind off anything for four hours you know like yeah what else can surfing you do? and golfing are hand in hand yeah it's, it's such a trip yeah we're not golfers really but a lot I mean, Kelly golfs. Yeah. Julian Ooh, golfs. Yeah. Golf. yeah. Benji. Yeah. I mean, Ross. I mean, yeah, you go through the list of there's, like, there's, there's, a, there's a lot. Yeah. You had a lot of downtime over the years of traveling, and that golf was like right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's rad. funny. Like, I, there's so I, much uh, history, too, with golf. Like, that's what's rad to me. Like, it goes back to Mary Queen of Scotland. What's your handicap? I'm a five. Whoa. Yeah. Damn. Not a good five, though. I'm pretty bad for a five. Yeah. But I have my, I have my days. Yeah. What's the, the gnarliest place you've gone and played around? Um, I've gone to Scotland a couple times, and it's pretty un- unbelievable over there. Isn't that yeah. the motherland? It's of the golf? motherland. That's where it all started. Yeah. So I go to St Andrews, and it's like uh, it's like Indo for golf, where there's right. you know Indos just go to Mentois, and there's twenty five freaking breaks all next to each other. Like same with Scotland. You're just like this town has ten of the world famous golf courses. You go an hour down the road, another ten. 
another hour. It's freaking it's the North Shore. Yeah, yeah, and it's all accessible. You know, or like America. As like far as far as like a round cost, cost or well, cost, but you can America's so private. Yeah, but over there they allow pretty much anyone to go play it. Like. Hmm. They it's not have exclusive. certain times. It's not exclusive, and it's just awesome. that's cool. No, like swimming pools and tennis courts or any of that crap. It's just like golf and like a little hut. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's badass. So, yeah, so some some old you know stone structure that's been there for four hundred years. Oh yeah, which stone quiver? Me, I use Mizuno's, and uh, I have some uh, tailor-made uh, woods and uh, fuck what up. It's just some random wedges usually here and there, but I'm not like the equipment guy. I just make anything I have work, but uh, it's not good. See, I don't no, care about no, no, no. I'm gonna go rip whatever fucking board they get put on my feet. <laughs> <laughs> what boards? Going back to surfing, what boards do you ride? God, I had everything because of my brother-in-law being working as a um, owning a computer shaping company. So I'd have like Cordell, Spiders, um, Xanadu's, freaking. God, I mean, you name it. Like, he, he did a lot for a lot of different brands in California, yeah. you know? So there was always something he was giving me or, like... Channel Islands. Yeah. Sometimes we'd, like, get blanks that have a ding in it, and we'd, like, sand the rest of it down and, like, have them glass, and, like, you get some rad boards that, yeah. like, felt like you shaped it. You didn't, you didn't do any of the hard work. You just yeah. did the last 10%, but throw some fins on it, and, like, they would work. It was pretty freaking funny. So you're yeah. like, I shaped this, dude. Yeah. Hey, I touched it. What are you writing... That's now like what? I have like JS. I have one of Andrew Doheny's uh, shapes, and is it slob? You know, Slobcraft, yeah. yeah, Slobcraft. It worked pretty good. I like it. You got to uh, tell him to come on the show too. I'm sure he'll come on. Yeah, yeah, I'll talk to him. Um, just have a little lost fish. It just depends, you know. Yeah. So it's a quiver. Got to have a quiver. Yeah. And um, are are you participating in in the uh, board riders clubs? No, I'm not good enough to surf in those. Come on, Seal Beach needs some... some Are they that pack. bad? No. <laughs> They're not that bad. They Whoa, just, dude. They just need some... That was, that was late night, Wellesley. No, no. no Riley. I say that because it's such a small town, so... But they have they need, of... they need more depth because a lot of people travel and gone and families and kids and, you know, like... Like in our, our division of Honey 10, I'm our 40s... i invite, Wellesley. Yeah, is like four. You know, we have it's just too too deep in some of the divisions, and then some we don't. We, we have we so struggle. many but then, early people. Well, I live in Newport now, so it might disqualify. You can still. Oh, really? Lockie lives there. in Laguna. He's lived in Laguna uh, for like twenty years, and he rides for HB. Yeah, gotta be true to your school, bro. Hey, it's pretty <laughs> rad. I, lo- I love that those contests. I mean, it's cool what you guys are doing. Have you, you, you've have been, you been to been Waco a bunch of times, huh? Yeah, yeah. How's that? How's that, that, how's that for shooting? It's pretty cool with all Umbrella, the lights. You just and like, sit there and just, you don't have to move. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> you can definitely like raise the bar of photography out there too, you know? Um, Get creative. You, you could, yeah, if you had the time and and the money, I think, you know? Yeah. Someone to back you, you know? Like, God, if those things were around, like when all the money was around the industry, you right. imagine some of the shoots that would have happened, like it would have been crazy. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure it would have something nuts would have came out of that. Yeah. Um, so if somebody wants to get their dog walked by Pup Division, how do they do it? <laughs> I have an app, and they uh, they reach out online, and and then we, I train the dog and get him signed up, and it's kind of a little bit of work, you know, beforehand, just to make sure the dog's not a psychopath, and then, um, you know, then they're in the pack, and it's pretty fun. Like the dog, the dogs have a good time. Like I'm such a dog dude that it's again like I feel like I'm not 
working. Not really. You yeah. Know, like I'm working hard, best. like is grinding. Is it PupDivision.com? Yeah. And do you have an Instagram handle too? Yeah, it's just at PupDivision. Yeah. Okay. So that's part of the other thing. All the dog, good dog names are taken. <laughs> Like the industry. so many and they're really creative a lot of them i see yeah. like a lot of like great little yeah. catchy phrases and names of dog stuff yeah. yeah it's crazy if you wanted to scale it up you could i just trying to keep it just myself and like um we see a guy like around here and he's got like eight dogs on the leash oh yeah yeah he's killing my, it my record's 17 i think at oh. one time wow oh, how did they all get not get along get along or? they get along the more you have the more it's, it like creates that pack like mentality, you know. So they end up just like kind of staying in line and they're all just yeah. shuffling. It's pretty funny. Dude. That's hilarious. People lose it. Dude. The dogs are like celebrities on Seal Beach. Yeah. Like I get stopped like three times a day. Can I take your picture? I'm like, sure. Do you have it's a route? So funny. I have a little route I go just to keep it safe for the dogs because they're walking down the street. Um, but yeah, they're like famous. All these dogs. Yeah. No gum grove with the freaking coyotes. Well, I've had coyotes come up to us and they, they just run away. Yeah. Because you, you so, got a rat pack. Yeah. So you do that five days a week? I do that five days a week and then uh, spend golfing in the storm, yeah. You ever yeah. thought about getting into like like portraits or, or like weddings or any a, other? I shot a few weddings. I got yeah. one coming up. but um, Nice. I'll do it if someone asks me to or like yeah. just not pursuing it. Like, But it's good, you know, because you're... You, you could do it and make money. Yeah, if like, it happens, it happens. Word um, of mouth, friends. For sure. I'm just trying to like keep things simple. You know? Yeah. Definitely simple. Well, I, you should start shooting for golf companies. Um, that would be nice. Yeah, that would be great. I have a golf yeah. league I run. It's called the Royal and Ancient Hackers. Yeah. It's pretty Royal big. and Ancient Hackers? Yeah. So the Royal and Ancient is like the governing body like in Scotland. It's just a play on play on that. So Royal and Ancient Hackers, and there's like a hundred of us, and it just started a couple of years ago. It's like blowing up. Um, and and just, what is it? It's just like a traveling men's league. So we play once a month, different courses, and we have like tournaments, and we FedEx Cup points throughout the season, and like it's, it's almost like a social club a little bit, and that's fucking awesome. That's like the best thing I've ever done. I mean, it's cool. Love it. You started it though. Started it from scratch with like a few guys, and it just blew up. And what's it called? Uh, RoyalAncientHackers.com if you're going to look it up. But we yeah. got to get Matty. Do you know Matty Mullick? I know, I know him, yeah. yeah. He's friends with Rob. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's a full hacker. He's good, huh? Yeah. Um, when, when you were talking about going to, you know, these places, he he came up in my mind. And yeah. He loves golfing. Like, it's he's great, a golf man. nerd. It, it's the best. Yeah. I like it's Am funny. I allowed to say I like it more in surfing? Am I allowed to say yeah. that? Yeah, you can, you, can. you can say whatever, man. <laughs> but, um, you're in different seasons now. You're in a new season. You're walking dogs and you're golfing. Yeah. And I it mean, makes you happy. you got a smile on your face. That's all that matters. You know where I went today, as a matter of fact? Have you heard of Minimal Golf Bag? No. So, uh, Bart Wilson, Julian's brother, texted me this morning. And he's like, hey, do you know these guys? Can you go, you know see if they want to maybe collaborate on something because Julian's a big golfer. Yeah. And um, I looked it up. It's Redondo Beach. And I was like, screw it. I'll just go down there and hit up some other shops. And um, dude, this place is killer. And, you know, they do a lot of social media and they they came out. It's a sustainable, 100% sustainable bag. Okay. Like made from, you know, recycled materials and all that. But it's pretty sick. 
Nice. They got a killer little. I might have seen it before. Yeah. Yeah. M- it's M N M L. Well, you know how like surfing is like all oh, these brands coming out, everyone's starting out. Yeah. Stuff. That's. I feel like that's golf right now. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. There's With like, a lot of little niche. COVID yeah. definitely created uh, a gen- a new generation of of golf fanatics. Yeah. And there's just like well that in the straight to market off Instagram and all yeah. that. That's just crcrazy. Well that in the pet, you know, like world with so much money, like I'm sure you could get some sponsors shooting <laughs> golf and dogs and pets and <laughs> you, you know, just like dog supplements and you're gonna have washes and stuff and do some little like side hustles on top I, of side hustles. I wanna go to Norway and, and golf this one golf course that's like really nice under the northern lights and it doesn't get dark for twenty four hours and I wanna like Try and do get people to sponsor. I mean, we go to charity or whatever, but play golf for twenty four hours straight. See if I could do it. I think I could. <laughs> I think I could. Well, you better stretch. So, so you've been clean and sober for almost five years. Yeah. Congrats. So, thank you. Yeah, I'm stoked. I did. That was the best thing I ever did. It's life's pretty simple now, you know. Like, yeah. So it's good. Just the party you had to stop. Yeah, I'm not so. quite there yet. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's, soon. It's Maybe rad. Someday. And go- golf's help. Golf's helped that a lot, and like, and surfing helped that a lot too. And you know, when I first got clean, I just ended up surfing a lot more. It was nice, um, just to not have a camera in my hand, just kind of get back to surfing. You yeah. know, a lot of those trips you can't surf. You know, either ways are too fucking heavy, or like you're cooked by the end of the day. So. Yeah. Um, and if it's clean and glassy, you have to be yeah those guys are certainly working yeah yeah so well awesome man yeah how long was that shit (laughs) two hours and 13 minutes was it really (laughs) jay can talk yeah that's all jay always me i just get no but we're stoked that uh we connected for sure connected and um yeah uh we're stoked to be able to talk about your career in photography and surfing and now your new stuff yeah pup division is amazing <laughs> thanks well thanks yeah, for having get, me on get some yeah. sponsors on that thing dude you got I'm gonna you go got a good little i'll look like a nascar driver next time you see me i like it maybe all kirkland yeah <laughs> just kirkland here <laughs> just then i'll be golfing with kirkland good job Golf dude balls. thank you yeah <laughs> thanks you guys yes bonsai bowls hands down the best bowls period seven locations two in hawaii five in southern california bonsai bowls Go get some. Caliente Southwest Grill. Clean, healthy Mexican food. Everything is made fresh daily using produce from local farms. Their salsa, their dressing, and even their marinades are made from fresh produce in-house, so almost all of the menu is naturally gluten-free and extremely clean. Family-owned, showing local love for 22 years. Check out their website, calientesouthwest.com for all your party pack and catering needs. You could also call them at 949-515-0909, calientesouthwest.com. Ashland hard seltzer, made from all natural ingredients. No sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free. Great taste and guilt-free good times. Ashland hard seltzer. Shade sunscreen, the best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade sunscreen, it's been around since the sun. Shades. Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. 
clearweatherbrand.com. Fuwax is the best, ickiest, stickiest wax in the game. Fuwax. Late Night with Chalky is supported by Inherent Bummer. Surf entertainment, thoughtful writing, surf videos, music, and fresh hell for the core surf community. Remember, it's not the end of the world. Subscribe and check it all out at InherentBummer.com. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams, for our awesome artwork, and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.